Welcome to Plaster Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding. I'm your host, Mike Stotes. On Plaster Negotiations, it looks like Cade is doing a disco on his own Zoom box. We also cover sports this week in particular, the NFL, while consuming adult beverages. The topics don't really get harder to debate, but the panel's ability to speak English does. With this in mind, let's meet our panel and hear their opening statements, starting with last week's big loser, J.K. Wileman. Cade, uh, as per last episode, uh, you know, your punishment there, buddy. We, You got any Jack Daniels or what's the, what's the scoop? Yeah, I decided to say that my punishment from here on out will be to take a shot of good old Tennessee whiskey. So I have a wonderful shot here of Jack Daniels Tennessee Ooh. honey. So Ooh. let's get this over with. All right, we're all good. All right. So this what? way Caleb can't argue. All right. Because I know oh. he's a bitch. <laughs> I've never heard seen a man that sees taking a shot of whiskey as a horrible Whoa. thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not Ooh. even straight, Jack Daniels. Tennessee honey. Tennessee honey. And before the show, Cade was uh, very much bragging that he got the uh, the angled like ice in the shot glass too. It was very pinky up fancy. Very. Oh, yeah. We we live it up nice over here in the Midwest. That disco, you do. Disco, disco. All right, what you got for the people this week, Cade? Nothing too much, but the exciting, the greatest sport on earth is officially back. Combat juggling. Medicine ball dodgeball. (laughs) Medicine ball dodgeball in the dark. In (laughs) traffic. Yes. In traffic. traffic. (laughs) Have you guys ever seen the episode of Jackass where they do that, but in a moving truck? You know, Kate, (laughs) if you you didn't leave the episode early last week, you would have heard us talk about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I had previous commitments. Anyways, that would be fantastic. But no, the greatest sport on earth is fucking back. Football is back. It may be training camp. I don't care. Football is back. I am excited. I know half the damn world's population is excited. So uh been in the training camp for the Colts. I'm excited to see, um, you know, how the season's going to go. But everything that I've seen so far is living up to all the reports I've been reading. And then obviously my affiliation with them is everything that I'm hoping to see. So excited that football is back. We'll be talking a lot about football here soon. Thanks so much. Uh, So this week we're joined by a special guest panelist, uh, the greatest goalie in all of Winthrop club men's lacrosse history. Jarrett Nagel. Jarrett. Welcome to the show. What you got for the people? Wow, thanks. Uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> hey, we won a couple games, so we're—I'll take that. Uh, yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. Um, you know, one-time listener, first-time caller. I don't know why I just always wanted to say that. Uh, <laughs> Ding. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't really have much. Uh, I just want to say that you know, it's—it's it's a bad idea to eat Thai food, spicy Thai food, and then go to the gym the next day. Oh God! Um, oh God! Let's just say a little uh, Yoba Goya this morning. <laughs> oh man! So, uh, yeah, just gonna you know public warning to people. You know, remember what you eat and then what you do the next day. Quick question got. though: What yeah. did you do at the gym? Luckily, it wasn't leg day. 
<laughs> oh, thank God. You, let's go pound down some Yoba Goya and then go do squats. Yeah, it was well, hang uh, on. luckily, what, luckily which it was one, upper body. So. Which one do we think would be worse? Having Thai food and then doing leg day or having Thai food and then doing abs? I feel like abs would be worse. No, be what, right around the no, stomach. Not leg day because I would shit myself in the yeah. squat rack. Yeah, the first squat, game over. Yeah, you would be worried the whole time. <laughs> Understandable. Understandable. We are just, this is just such PG rated conversations here. This is wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the diarrhea visuals in my head now. That's fantastic. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, thanks and welcome. Um, so next up, let's hear from another Denverite, maybe temporarily. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Phelps, what you got for the people this week? Yeah. Uh, so for the people this week, I have the importance of branding and the importance of establishing a brand. So I'm a big UFC fan, watch UFC a whole hell of a lot. And uh, for me, I think it's really interesting that for some guys, they get taken right away into the UFC. And for other guys, they have to fight for 15 years before they get their first shot. So there is a gentleman by the name of Mike Mathitha, who is fighting tonight for the second time in his UFC career with a three and one record. 3-0, got picked, got submitted the first time, going out there again to probably lose again, but that's okay. But reason why, and I honestly believe this, is despite the fact that this guy is, actually I'll get to where he's from in a minute here, he doesn't fight under the name Mike Mathitha, he fights under the name Blood Diamond, which to anyone who you know has rationale behind themselves would think, oh, well, this guy's definitely from Africa, right? Probably Nigeria, somewhere in there. No, from New Zealand. So he is the New Zealand blood diamond fighting tonight for the second time in the UFC. Thanks to incredible branding. That's what I got yeah. for the people. That's amazing. That, that, that is some branding. And, and his name was Mike Mathitha. Mike Mathitha. Oh, he's blood diamond from here on out. He's, yeah. he goes by blood diamond the same way Korean zombie goes by Korean zombie. He's on the card as blood diamond. I mean, to be, to be fair, if my last name was basically the same as a uh, horrible um, EA sports video game, I'd want to go by blood diamond as well. This is true. Jesus. This is true. Yeah. All right. At first I thought that was just going to be like Mike Tyson's <laughs> UFC alter ego. Like, well, yeah, Mike Mathitha, but it's spinal. 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 All right. A slappy. Oh, 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 yeah. Just like that guy on that airlines. He got slapped in a way, we could say. All right. Next up. Thank you, Jeremy. Let's hear from Mr. Ryan Benner. Ryan, tell the people something. What's going on in your world? What's up, guys? Um, so, you know, if you listened to our episode last week, um, you heard me bring up the tremendous story about Axl Rose, Guns N' Roses, and their debut album of Appetite for Destruction. Uh, after thinking it over, I decided I'm going to make this a weekly thing where I'm going to bring you a crazy rock and roll fact or story, just anything along those lines, um, just to like indulge into the absolute chaos that is hard rock. Um, this week, um, you know, was the one year anniversary of us losing Dusty Hill. Um, if you don't know who Dusty Hill is, he is the bass guitarist for the um, that little old band from Texas, ZZ Top. One of the best, one of the best blues and rock bands out there. If, you know, if you if you haven't listened before, I highly encourage it. You know, check out their albums, Eliminator, which was one of the the best albums of the 1980s, or their album Trace Homebrace, which is, in my opinion, one of the best blues blues albums of all time. But today, what we're going to talk about is 
um, the the one tour that put ZZ Top on the map and is just at, one of the most iconic um, rock tour uh, concert tours in all of history of music, and that is the Worldwide Texas Tour. This was a five leg tour that they ended up they put ended up playing ninety eight shows from nineteen seventy six to nineteen seventy seven. They they the list of opening acts they had during this during this year included Leonard Skinner, Aerosmith. Bob Seger, Blue Oyster Call, Ted Nugent, uh, The Band, Santana, Rush, Muddy Walters, and Roy Gallagher. These were all opening acts throughout the entire tour. And that alone is absurd uh, that you have that many opening acts. But what was even more absurd is the entire show that ZZ Top um, put on, you know, for the for the United States, as they were described as ZZ Top was traveling with a petting zoo. They wanted to make this tour like uh, they wanted to do this tour as like we're going to bring Texas to America. The entire the stage was shaped like the state of Texas. Um, it came with 260 speakers, 330 live fixtures, a crew of 50 people with over 13 vehicles, Kevin carrying 75 tons of equipment. Everything's bigger in Texas, right? Well, they even brought they even brought the 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 um, animals and and plants of Texas. They like I said, they brought a petting zoo. They brought longhorn steers. They brought a black buffalo. They brought two two live vultures, two live rattlesnakes, and they brought. Yucca, agave, and cacti, and had them spread throughout the arena, and just had an open petting zoo that people can go check out while they're listening to rock and roll. But how many armadillos did they bring? As far as I know, they didn't bring any armadillos. Which I don't know. They they had to keep it to Why a even bother. Well, that's fair, but they had to keep it to a limit because early on in, in the first leg of the tour, when they went to Pittsburgh, the Buffalo got loose and absolutely destroyed the, the field of Three River Stadium when they were in Pittsburgh. Fair. Nobody needs rampant armadillos running around the stadium. No, not when you got a black buffalo absolutely destroying Pittsburgh. But Yeah, I feel like PETA didn't like this. <laughs> no. But no, this this tour has gone on, has gone down as one of the greatest in just rock and roll history. Um, it and especially because when they did this tour and they planned this tour, ZZ Top was not seen as like a very successful band yet. A lot of people told him like, "You, you don't want to do this. You're going to lose money on it and all this." ZZ Top said, "Fuck it, we're going to go play and we're going to bring Texas to America." And that's just what they did. And history is as we know it. ZZ Top. Good facts. Wish I could have seen that tour. Thanks, Ryan. Hey, look, it's our designated debater, Caleb. Hey, Caleb, better late than never, huh, bud? What you got for the people this week? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not really late. I mean, I just missed oh, you guys' late. boring intros. Um, get fucked. <laughs> All right. So, what did Tom so, Brady do this week? <laughs> so, what Tom Brady did this week was, um, oh, he had this big Twitter moment. Oh, what was it? Uh, yeah, he. Uh, it was the anniversary of Skip Bayless making, and we the, lost uh, him. The claim about the um... cool. All right, so he just double lost the show. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. yeah, great. Holy crap! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's late, and his internet sucks. Oof. Get off the Starbucks Wi-Fi, bro. Just go on without me for a sec. Okay, we will. Great opening statement. Great opening statement. 
All right. Before we get into the show, just a public service announcement and what's pissing me off this week. It's goddamn Subaru drivers. I know, Nagel, you have a Subaru, um, but holy shit. I was heading out uh, this morning to go grab some breakfast in another town nearby, and this old person in a Subaru Baja which uh, just imagine an El Camino, but like 30,000 times shittier. Dude, I love right. those. Yeah, I'm sure you do. You jerk. <laughs> it sounds like an old person problem, not a Subaru. It's the oh, Colorado oh, no. running through his blood. Dude, I, no, when I was looking for my, I don't mean to interrupt those, but when I was looking for my first vehicle, like I was cons- borderline about to buy one of those. And which state were you <sighs> looking for that in? Colorado? Colorado Springs, baby. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. So uh, this person just there's up in New Hampshire, there are a lot of one way roads. And so we got stuck behind this person going at a bone crushing pace of 15 miles per hour in a 45 mile per hour zone the whole way. So uh, to any of the Subaru drivers out there, in particular, the boomer snowbirds who decided, oh, yeah, I really like it. This is great. I get to come up here and it's kind of cool. Go back to Florida and stop ruining my life. All right. Especially if you drive a Subaru Baja, you are just the worst people. So now that that nasty little bit of business is done, let's get into the show. So we're going to do things a little bit differently this week. Uh, We're going to have a total NFL season preview show for the whole thing. So we're just going to do two large segments as well as our Alex Moran player of the week. Going to reduce it down to, excuse me, one break. So to start, we asked each of the panelists to go division by division to select each of the division champs and wild cards, uh, create basically their own bracket based off of these predictions, and eventually land on an all-too-early Super Bowl champ. So first things first, we'll go division by division, We'll start with the NFC East. Let's let our guest panelists go first. Nagel, who wins the NFC East and why? Uh, I got the Eagles here. Um, I'm not saying they're the best team. Actually, I think the Cowboys might be, but I always feel like the Cowboys, you know, they're good one year, terrible the next. So for me, I got the Eagles um, coming in. Um, what, it's like Hurts' third year now. Uh, I think he's going to make a, a bigger step. You know, the Giants still have a ton of holes. And I don't really know what the commanders are doing with their new name. So I didn't, I just put them at the bottom right away. So. I know it's, it's almost as bad as the Guardians. Wouldn't you say? Allegations. That's what they're doing. <laughs> All right. So we got the Eagles first. Uh, McChesney, who wins the NFC East? Uh, permitting that my internet doesn't crap the bed on me. Um, I have the Dallas Cowboys. At 11 and six, winning the division with a four and two record. Uh, the Eagles coming in second place, seven and 10. I have no faith in Jalen Hurts. Uh, despite getting my boy AJ Brown, I don't think Jalen Hurts is all that good. And every week I'm expecting him to get benched. At third place, I have the uh, New York Giants at six and 11. I do like the Brian Dable hire. And I think that there's a little bit more to the Giants now. I think that their draft uh, philosophy drastically improved and they killed it. This offseason, I don't think they are all together yet, but I think that there's uh, some upside to come from uh, the Giants. And then I think last place I have uh, 
the Washington football team, five and twelve. You, you mean the there to really be hype about outside of Terry McLaurin getting his deal? I, you mean the you mean the Commanders? Well, I, yeah, I, I see the football team logo here, and I called them the football team. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the Commanders. Uh, uh, yeah, and Carson Wentz blows. Like Carson you're not you're not getting more than five wins with that guy. All right. Well, I mean, we could call them the Washington football team. I think that's a better name anyways. I mean, they are technically the Washington football team. Yeah, that that they are. They should have been the Red Hogs. I, I wanted the Red Tails personally, but it was it was between those two. I thought those were the best two, but wait, hold on. Is that is that a Johnny Manziel jersey that I'm just seeing? Oh, oh it is. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a from China China made Johnny Manziel jersey. Yes. Attaboy. Jonathan M. Football in the house talking about the NFC East. J.K. Weilman, who you got in the NFC East? Yeah, so I'm going to go <clears throat> same with Jarrett here. I've got the Eagles taking the East. Um, I do like the acquisition of A.J. Brown. And no, that's not my affiliation with Ole Miss. A.J. Brown's put up crazy numbers every, every single year that he's been in the league. I like Jalen Hurts. Um, even in his years at Alabama, giving Ole Miss fits, he's a great quarterback. He's fast on his feet. He can make the reads pretty quickly. Um, plus, I just don't like the I just don't like the NFC East. <laughs> They're just not that great. I actually uh, have a bold prediction with the Giants going farther than the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I just have no faith in the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry, uh, Ryan. I know that you live in Dallas. I oh, just fuck the don't... Cowboys. Okay, well, then we're all in agreement there. I just, I have no faith. Dak Prescott, see how much I hate him? Dak Prescott has done nothing to prove himself there. They've been in the playoffs. I don't even, I can't even tell you. I don't even know. And then they, they, they are wasting Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott. He has been in the league. He is, he's, he's, he needs to be, he needs to be done better. He needs to be on a better team. He's, he is way too good to be on the Dallas Cowboys offensive line and getting nothing. So I've got I've got them in third. I've got the New York Giants going second in that division just because Dallas Cowboys suck. And then, yeah, thank thank you for the trade. Brilliant Washington. analysis by Kate on that. Thank you. Um, I was being yeah. Nice. Good good luck to the Washington Commanders. Thank you for the easy trade and uh, getting Carson Wentz off of my Colts. Um, really appreciate that. But you guys are definitely not getting more than five wins. I've got them going five and twelve. Awesome. Thanks, Cade. Jay Phelps, who you got in the NFC East? So I've got an interesting stat here that I think is going to pretty much win this case for me. Uh, in the NFC East, the last time a division champion has repeated as division champion the following year, 2003-2004, when the Philadelphia Eagles did it. It's been 18 years. Cowboys won last year. They're not going to do it this year. We're going to keep that trend going here. I've got the Eagles as well. You know, I love the addition to A.J. Brown. I think that uh, similar to when Tim Tebow looked halfway decent as a quarterback because he had two pretty good receivers around him with Emmanuel Sanders, I think it's kind of similar here, right? I think A.J. Brown's a great pickup. It's going to make him look a lot better. I also love what they did in the draft this year. Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, massive pickups. I love those additions for him on the defensive side of the football. I know they're young. I know there's a lot of questions about just the athleticism of Nicobe Dean, but the kid's a leader. He won the best linebacker in the country award this year for a very good reason because he was the best linebacker, the best defensive player on the best football team in America. Love those pickups. Love that for him. As much as I'd love for the Cowboys to drop down, there's no way the Giants or Commanders are going ahead of them. I got Cowboys second here. 
Zeke and Dak, now that they're paid, aren't going to be nearly as worried as they have been the past couple of years about productivity. So they're not going to get to that 12-win season like they did last year. It's okay, though. I got the Giants actually behind the commanders here, which is weird to say because Carson Wentz is actually a poor man's Taylor Heineke. I'd take Heineke over Wentz myself. At least he's a little bit mobile. Um, but now they've got their name situation figured out. They don't have to worry about that in the background anymore. And the Giants are honestly just a shit show right now. Jones is not the answer. And then the fact that Saquon Barkley can't stay healthy for more than two games, he's going to get hurt again. They're going to go right back to where they've been. So I've got the Eagles. I saw your your face earlier um, when you, when he said Emmanuel Sanders, you thought the same thing I did, right? I just don't remember. Tebow didn't play with Manny Sanders. Well, that's the one I know. Like, well, well, no, like, Thomas was on one side, Sanders was on the other, was he not? No, Sanders didn't get there until Peyton was there. Yeah, Peyton, we brought well, in Sanders, Peyton's uh, like he played with Eric Decker, I think, though, didn't he? Yeah, Decker, Decker and Demarius Thomas, that's what I was thinking. Okay, yeah, just not way, Sanders. two really good wide receivers, yeah. and they were young at the time, too. Like, those were like DT and Decker's like third or second or third years. All right, well, thanks for the corrections and such. Benner, NFC East. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Go for it. Um, I got the Eagles as well. Um, you know, for, for, for me, I was very impressed with the Eagles making the playoffs last year with the struggles that they had. Uh, love that the moves that they made both in just the offseason with trading for A.J. Brown, the dra- their draft was tremendous. They've at, they knew that their biggest need was wide receiver, getting A.J. Brown filled that. Adding Jordan Davis is a pun intended massive pickup. Um, you know, they added some key pieces on defense and all that. I just, I love the Eagles, um, what they've done. I think they take the division. Um, I had, I had the Cowboys in second, pretty close behind. I do have the Cowboys. I know we'll discuss it going down the road, um, but I do have the Cowboys making the playoffs to me. And like, I've talked about this with like a number of people I work with that are Cowboys fans. A lot of people believe in Dallas that like, Last year was the true year that if they were going to win it, it had to be last year because people like losing Randy Gregory, just the team in general, like the vibe and just the structure of the team was set last year. Um, a lot of people are shocked that they didn't make a head coaching change. They didn't. I don't know. I think there's just a lot of question marks. Just I think the Cowboys are still a very good team and they'll have a winning record. I just think there's a lot of question marks where they're going to, end up losing the division um, at the same point. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott is an elite running back. I think that he had a very tremendous rookie year, but he's been struggling on and off to just get to a thousand yards. And like, he's a thousand yard running back, but it's just like he, the dude struggle buses to get there. And, you know, I'm not sure that he's as elite as like people think he is. Um, have I, I do have the giants actually winning um, the Going third in the in the division, I love this bringing in Brian Duball as the head coach. Um, I think he did tremendous things in Buffalo with Josh Allen. You know, I don't know if Daniel Jones is truly the answer. I, he probably isn't, but you know, if if we're gonna find out, Brian Duball is gonna get it out of him. Um, so I think the Giants have, have done tremendous things there. The Commanders, it hurts because I absolutely love that defense, especially that front seven but there's so many question marks and so many ugly spots on that offense, especially with Carson Wentz as quarterback that I don't see them even scratching the surface of trying to compete in the division. Talking about the defense. So Ryan Kerrigan just announced his retirement, which is a huge hit to them. Fuck. Okay. Salute my, like solidify my point even more. Oh God. He retired. He announced, when did he, did he announce it today? Like yesterday. 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 Oh my mm. God. Yeah. That's going to hurt. 
Yeah, that's um, that's not good. I have a quick question, and Stokes, you probably can help answer this question. Uh, talking about the Giants, though, and uh, Daniels, did y'all see the story about him like throwing a deep ball and it nailing a spectator in the face? Yeah, the, 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 the yeah, same way. Or something? Yeah, it wasn't just any spectator. It was a special needs kid. I thought oh, it was fake. I thought that got worse. <laughs> so, oh, no. like the way that when you go to a baseball game, your ticket technically has a written disclaimer that it, if you get hit in the face with a foul ball, like you can't see them. Is that understood for training camp? Probably I, not. No, it is. Oh, I it feel is. like as, as many attorneys as the NFL has, it has to be. Like, yeah. The same way, who is the kicker that just got cut because he hit a former NFL head coach with a shank field goal? <laughs> did anybody see that? No. I did not see that. No. It's, uh, <laughs> I got to look it up now. I saw it yesterday in passing. I wasn't going to bring it up, but there's a team out there who drafted a kicker this year. He missed three field goals, like shanked them in their first practice of the preseason or of uh, training camp. And they cut him the very next day. One of the ones he shanked hit a former NFL head coach. <laughs> wow. That, that's a good tryout. Good job. Have fun at one day of training camp. But yeah, no, in situations like that, it's kind of understood. Like, okay, you know, we're allowing you to come and view this practice. There's a chance that a ball could hit you in the face. So, so I've got it. It was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of all of teams. Of course it was. Of course it Jacksonville was. Jacksonville Jaguars cut Elliot Fry, who they drafted after during just warm-ups and training camps. He shanked three field goals and hit a former NFL head coach. Hey, an AFC South kicker out of the picture. Thank you, God. Kickers we, are not we we suck against Jacksonville. Kickers are not people. Thank you, Benner. Thank you, Benner. All right, cool. So because I really don't give two flaming fucks about the NFL, my analysis is going to be very, very in depth. Uh, it, so here's who wins uh, the Eagles, because mostly everybody else said it. And uh, Not me. I, I like peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah, I know you didn't. Um, so next up, uh, in the division, just because I think it's going to be such a clusterfuck year, uh, why, I don't know, uh, injuries and stuff. We're just going to say the giants are going to come in second with a losing record just be because glorious. I like to watch the, the world burn, uh, followed swiftly by the Cowboys and Dak Prescott throwing money probably at, uh, former Deshaun Watson massage therapist who knows I don't know I don't like the guy I just think it's going to happen and last off is the Washington commanders awful football team because Dan Snyder doesn't know when to shut the fuck up so very scientific analysis there expect a lot more of that moving forward it's just it's it's the analysis that we needed it, it really is it really is uh so next up we got the NFC North um, I'll start it off uh, in a completely unbiased opinion as a Packers owner. A Packers win. Uh, that's it. Kirk Cousins can go fuck himself again. It's going to be lovely. Uh, we're going to see the Bears jumping up probably into second. I think Justin Fields is going to progress swimmingly. The Lions will be in third because Detroit needs something to go right. And I just, yeah, fuck the Vikings. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. NFC North uh, Packers still rule the roost nagel who you got uh i got a just like you um i mean aaron or aaron Rodgers is gonna be just fine without um adams yeah he's uh, going from mvp to mvp exactly i don't i don't think he deserved the mvp last year i also think it's crazy if you go do like fantasy drafts right now that he's so far down as quarterbacks so that you can get him really late now 
Um, he's only been the MVP the past two years. Um, but I would watch out uh, Amari Rogers there. He played at Clemson. Um, he was really good. Clemens. Um, Clemens. Clemens it, on, it, on this show, it's Clemens. It's Clemens. Okay. All right. Well, oh, yeah. he played there, and he was really good when uh, you have a lot or um, yes. Who was the quarterback there? Fuck, Lawrence. The Lawrence. Yes. When he was there, he was good, and then he got injured. And then last year, I mean, he didn't do that well, and that's why his draft stock fell so much. But DJ sucked at Clemson or Clemens last year. So yeah. uh, I think I think he's the one to watch there. Um, I think right now they had him, they have him as like the third or fourth wide receiver, but I could see him being easily the second uh, by the end of the year. Um, so then I got surprise team coming to second though. I had the Lions. I don't know. I think they're going to make a big jump. Uh, <laughs> You look back at last year, um, five to six of their losses was one score games. So all I got to do is turn those around. Hey, and you might be at the top. Um, the Vikings, I don't know. They're just the same. I'm just waiting on Kirk Cousins to fall apart. Um, I don't know. It's, it's the Vikings. I'll tell you what, though. Best stadium I've ever been to, Vikings by far. The it new is, one? The new one. It okay. is amazing. Um, just the atmosphere, the, so, the showmanship. It Maybe literally just saw my uh, my armless friend who works there. Uh, it just starts snowing, like there's fake snow in there. It is just the it's a great show. Um, and then last, I have the Bears. I don't know what the Bears are doing besides ruining Justin Fields. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying Justin Fields was going to be the best quarterback coming out. I wasn't quite sure, but um, with what they're doing to him there on the offensive side of the ball, he, he's going to fall apart. So um, I don't expect big things out of him going forward. Benner, who you got in the NFC North? Surprise, surprise. I got the Packers as well. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVP. Um, even with losing Devontae Adams, Rodgers doesn't need an elite receiver to make someone a fucking household name. He'll be fine. The offense will be fine, especially because he's still got his the running backs. They, like, Matt LaFleur, like, loves throwing to the running backs, so that's not an issue there. Um, I actually have the Vikings – finishing second in the division and it is not because of Kirk Cousins but rather just I love their running backs and their receivers that they make plays out of nothing Kirk Kirk Cousins is still an absolute trash of a quarterback and I will die on that sword um I do have the Lions actually finishing third I love Dan Campbell as a head coach I would run through a fucking wall for that guy I just don't think that they did enough on either side of the ball to truly improve in this division especially going up against green bay twice a year i have them finishing third in the division and the lions fuck chicago um whether justin fields approve improves or not they lost pieces on offense they lost a lot of pieces on defense that defense is probably going to be in the bottom five of the lead this year i don't have any faith in chicago they finished dead last all right jeremy who you got in the NFC North? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of in agreement with pretty much everybody else here. I think the Packers are still the team to beat. I think uh, anytime Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, you're going to have a chance to win a lot of games. I don't think they'll be as strong as they were last year. I don't think they're going to run away with the division the way they did last year because I do think giving up Devontae Adams is a big, big loss for him. You know, you look at the past few years here, and, you know, statistically he's been one of, if not the top receiver in the league the past four or five years here. And so it's a hard guy to replace, and they didn't make any big moves in the offseason to bring in anybody to take his place. They tried to draft, and 
you know, we'll see how it all plays out. But I, I think they'll be down from where they were, but still the team to beat. I do like the Vikings second. If you look at their nine losses last year, eight of them were by one score or less. And so, you know, similar to kind of what Nagel was saying about the Lions, they turn a couple of those games around. It's close. So I've got the Packers beating the Vikings by one game in the division, but I think it's going to be pretty tight. I think the Vikings will take the wild card getting ahead of myself here. Um, you know, coming outside of that, the Bears and the Lions are both dumpster fires right now. <laughs> like saying which one of them is going to finish third is like who's going to be 15th in the NFC, who's going to be 16th. Um, for me, I, I don't love the draft after the Lions had. I don't love the draft that the Bears had either. Between Jared Goff and Justin Fields, I'd probably take like a trash can with a stick coming out of the hand. But I mean, <laughs> if those are my options, I guess I got to go Bears here um, just because they have the experience. You know, the Lions don't know how to win close games because they've never been in them. The Bears, at least in the past few years, have been in them. And, you know, the Lions, I'm just I'm not sold on Goff. They didn't draft a quarterback. David Blow's still their backup. Like they they've done nothing to get the ball to a pretty decent young core of receivers like. I actually really like the Jamison Williams pick. I know a lot of people are giving slack about it. I think he's a good pickup. They have uh, Quintez Cephas there, who I think is going to be a really good young receiver. They have, um, you know, a couple other guys as well. Um, Amon Raz there too. And, and, you know, I think that they have a pretty solid, good young receiving core they're putting together, but nobody to get them the football and they don't really have a running game to take the pressure off of that. So, you know, for me, I, I just, I see the Lions at the bottom of the division again. Word. Word. J.K. Weilemon, NFC North. What's your pick? Well, just go ahead and add a couple more hundred people to the wait list for 35 years of trying to get season tickets for the Green Bay Packers. They're going to win the division, and of course, they'll get their hopes up um, as far as making it that far in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, they're going to take the division. I've got the Vikings taking second. Uh, again, like everybody else, Kirk Cousins is not that great. <laughs> probably bottom barrel but you know uh they do still have a few good running backs they do have a pretty good offensive line so i think you got them second the battle is kind of like what jeremy said is really who wants to be last between detroit and chicago it's like taking two crackheads uh blindfolding them and then having them beat the fuck out of each other with sticks that's exactly how dan campbell's football team plays football <laughs> which is why i would run through a fucking wall for dan campbell but god <laughs> Rice cake, yes. It really is. Like I that one's gonna come down to who has the worst record, who ends up beating each other the worst in the division. Uh in in mine, I've got Detroit beating Chicago just because they win the matchup. Wow. (laughs) But it could be either one. Chicago is too worried about trying to force themselves to get a new stadium. I mean, at least Detroit is trying to get a team put together. Chicago is too worried about what stadium they're playing in. They should have built a dome years ago. Uh, oh, but here the, we are. Fuck the dome. If the Chicago doesn't take the, the offer that the city's given them, they're insane. Well, you really don't want me to get started about Chicago. <laughs> I fucking hate Chicago too as a city, but like that, that those designs and those plans and that offer Listen, was pretty nice. With their offense and Justin Fields, you have a better chance of getting shot outside their stadium than they do have scoring a touchdown. So shot by a meth head <laughs> that's fighting another meth head from Detroit. Yeah, it's, exactly. called, a bear, it's called a Bears fan. Yeah, it's called the Bears tailgate. Yeah, wow. whoa, 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 sir, sir. Detroit God. is a cocaine city. Let's get that right first <laughs> off. Yeah, Chicago's an AK forty-seven city. I don't know what you want to Peace. take your poison. <laughs> but yeah, so we got we got Green Bay Vikings, Detroit, Chicago in that order. 
Very nice. Very nice. Very illuminating. Can't wait to see uh, the Bears Alliance halftime show. <laughs> McChesney, who you got in the NFC North? Uh, like everybody else, it's Green Bay's division to lose. Um, they lost a lot of key pieces, but when you, when you have Aaron Rodgers, uh, you can't really bet against them. But it's not going to be as close as it was last year. The Vikings are right behind them. I have them with the same record, actually, at 12 and 5. Uh, the Vikings really improved their secondary last year, and they have two great wide receivers, two really good running backs, a good tight end, and a competent quarterback. I will take that all day to win 12 games. Up next, I have the Lions at 6-11. and 11. Um, Ryan, what was it you said about the uh, the Lions and close games, or who said it? Like, it was – I mean, it wasn't me. It was both Jerry. Yeah, it was yeah. both J- Jeremy, Jeremy and Jared. They said, like, five or six games they lost by, like, one point or – Yeah, it was a one-score three, game. Le- yeah, yeah. Vikings, so Vikings six of their six losses one was one score games, and Jeremy says that they're not they, they don't know how to be in close games. They just don't know how to finish, and they got screwed in one by a Justin Tucker seventy yard field goal. Christ, <laughs> you know I lost a fantasy football matchup because of that motherfucker. In that I lost the bet because of that. I bet heavy money on the lines, and I almost had it. But I have the lines at six and eleven. The roster is really coming together. I think by this time next year, you're talking about wild card for them. I agree. And then lastly. I have the Bears, 3-14. and 14. They have no roster outside of Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney. They traded the only, like, defensive player they had in Khalil Mack. I just – I don't know what the Bears are doing. They're awful. I, it's just a miserable, miserable football town in Chicago. Good thing, yeah. the, good thing the Bulls are good. Caleb, we can actually agree on something. I had the Lions at 6-11 and 11 and the Bears at 3-14 and 14 Did as you well. actually use the link I sent? Absolutely. Attaboy. Oh, I did as well. I'm going to go under on that six wins on the lines. I got them at two. Now, with, with that roster and improvement, how do you have them at two wins outside of, oh, well, Detroit sucks? And if that's your, if that's, if that's your case, I will leave it be. You want the honest answer? I do. That's because answer. Jared Goff thinks that the sun spins around the earth. <laughs> and did, they, did, did the Lions have more than two wins last year? They had to have. They, they, they three were three, three and thirteen. They had three and they had a tie. Oh, three and thirteen. And, and they tied one. with Pittsburgh, right? Right. Yeah, no, they're they're but winning. They're winning more than two games. Their net point differential uh, for the season was negative one hundred and forty-two. So, so yeah, there's a couple bad lots in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. see, now they've got Aiden Hutchinson on their roster, who's actually a pretty bright kid, and he's going to go up to Jared Goff and be like, dude, do you know that Earth spins around the sun? And he's going to just be so baffled by his mind being blown that he's just going to start throwing it to the other teams. He can't even just comprehend what's going on in the world. Like, is this even real life? I mean, just, if you watched the first uh, Hard Knocks when he was a rookie, you would understand why he's released that. So bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you'll just hear at every Lions game when they're on offense after every pass, you're just going to hear, birds aren't real. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> All right, McChesney, let's keep it with you. Tell us in the NFC South how Tom Brady wins whoa, it. Whoa, whoa Stelz, where's your, where's your take? Did you already give it? I, I already did. Yeah, he gave it. He, he went, went first. first. Yeah, I, went I, first. I, I need to lay off the moonshine then. That's the moonshine. You want some ice cream? All right. NFC South. We're going to let's move on there. McChesney, who you got in the NFC South? We already know, but tell us yeah, why. Yeah, it's the, the only team in that division that has a fighting shot of winning that division is Tampa. They're, they're going to go 12 and five and go five and one in the division because they're going to lose to the Saints. Uh, they're going to lose to the Saints at least once. They might get swept again. 
But yeah, the Bucks are the only real team in this division that has a clue. I after that you have the um, the Saints at seven and ten. I think Winston coming back is huge. He's boomer bust, and he's gonna he's gonna put he's gonna give you five really really good games. He's gonna give you five really really bad games, and then you just hope that you win the other two. But after that, it's just a shit show. It really is. The Carolina Panthers, whose fan base absolutely hates me. <laughs> Your favorite like, people. Yeah, my favorite people down there in the dirty south. Uh, four and thirteen. Ooh. They're not good. They're bad. Baker Mayfield sucks. He's what you guys think her cousin's place like. He is awful. He's not going to do anything with those weapons. He's going to get killed. That defense is going to blow. But they're still not as bad as the Falcons, who have the same record as them. At 4-13, and 13, uh, Marcus Mariota, I don't see it. They have no wide receiver because uh, one of them like to take, likes to uh, go gamble. Hey, 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 um, hey, hey. I like to gamble, too. Like, leave the man alone. Yeah, but you still deserve a year suspension. But he never gambled on the Falcons. I don't care. It's a, Pete Rose, player, it's a Pete Rose situation all over again. He didn't bet on himself. I, I've got a Pete Rose sign yeah, ball that says, care. I'm sorry that I bet on baseball. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't care if you, you you should be banned for a year. If you bet on a sport that you play in. Absolutely. He can go bet on baseball. I don't care. Bet on other things. But if you're an NFL player, you have actual like. That's like insider trading. That's what it is. You have you have influence in that in that department, and if you if if you you know take advantage of that and say, oh hey, my buddy uh, Calvin Ridley's friends with Michael Thomas. Hey, I need you to drop a couple passes and hit that under. Oh, got listen, it. listen, well, under under, under listen, that logic though. Listen, motherfucker. Yeah, you got go ahead, go. Listen, motherfucker. If the fucking secretary, if, if the fucking speaker of the house can get away with insider trading, agree, a goddamn receiver can get away with it. Jesus Christ. But then also, like, any insider should be allowed to bet on football. Like, Adam Schefter, all of them, they should not be allowed, allowed to bet on football. Because they're agree. all insider trading, then, right? Like, they have I, more insider trading than uh, whoa, 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 any yeah, one player. I, I agree with you, Jerry. I 100% agree with you. But if the fucking people running our country are fucking insider trading, let that yeah. fucking receiver go. I don't give a fuck. My point to Cade was I don't think that you can bet as an NFL employee. I don't think you can bet as on NFL games, can you? I can't bet on anything. Oh, he showed show me those rules. Oh my god. I, well, I had to do employee? I had to do my training yesterday, required by the NFL headquarters. The only only sports related betting that I can do is dog and horse racing. The man can barely play fantasy football. But that's because you play – that's because you work for NFL. But if you work at ESPN, like Adam Schefter, he can right. bet. But ESPN and he knows all the inside yeah. trading stuff. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like you know. Well, Adam Schefter this year has really proven to be such He's a piece a of year. shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. Schefter's been on a fucking roll of horrible tweets. It's like he's hanging out with Dan Snyder a lot or something. I don't know. And ESPN picked him over uh, Matthew Berry. So. But, yeah, in, in, con- in conclusion – uh, Bucks at uh, one. Everybody else can duke it out. Sweet, Bucks at the top and cesspool at the bottom. All right, Cade, NFC South. Who you got? Big, 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 big fucking shocker here. Uh, Tom Brady wins his division. Um, I have, yeah, I, I'm going with McChesney here. I have the Saints um, taking second in that division. 
I do have obviously the only I think the only real difference that I have is the Falcons are sitting at last at three and fourteen, not four and thirteen. Um, they're absolute garbage. They're not going to be able to do anything. Marcus Mariota got named the starter. I still don't have a whole lot of faith in him. He wasn't that great in college. He hasn't been all that great. He wasn't the answer in Tennessee. He's not going to be the answer uh, to save the prayers in Atlanta, who is more likely to burn their stadium down than to actually go to a game. Um, and then yeah, the shitstorm that is Carolina. Um, I'm hoping that somehow Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold end up in a car accident, and then my guy Matt Carell can come in and maybe play a couple of games. May not win a couple of games, but he'll at least get some good experience for his first year as a rookie. Um, I wanted yeah. to see the Cam Newton tire fire again, but that would be a good idea. That would be a good idea. But I've got Tampa, uh, Saints, <laughs> Carolina, and then Falcons. Uh, I'm glad you could support your dad like that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Oh, he's going to kill you eventually. All right, Jay Phelps. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's having a surprise pick in this division. I think it's Tampa by a landslide. For me, it's it's actually because of what they've done offensively in the offseason. I mean, Gio Bernard's on their roster now, which I think is a really big pickup, and then the receiving core is, is legit. You still got Mike Evans. They added Russell Gage. You still got Chris Godwin. They added Julio Jones quietly, which nobody mentioned. Scotty Miller's still on there. Had a good year a couple years ago. Brashad Perriman's not bad, and then – my sleeper to have a pretty big year here, Vincent Smith out of Limestone University in Gaffney, South Carolina. He used to be a stud for the Jets <laughs> on the roster there now. I actually have him having a pretty decent year with Brady as his quarterback. If he did what he did in New York with nobody but throwing him the ball, imagine what he's going to do with Brady who can actually put it on his hands. Quarry me, dogs. Quarry dogs. <laughs> for me – I'm not a big Jameis fan. I'm not sold on him being the guy in New Orleans this year. I don't see him finishing the season as the guy there, but I really? do have them second in the division. Yeah, I do have them second in the division, um, only because the rest of the division is such a dumpster fire. Keep in mind, they added Andy Dalton down there, and they have Ian Ooh. Book coming off the bench as well. I can see Dalton or Book taking over for one. I did forget that they did get uh, the Red Rifle. Yep, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but if you look at the rest of the roster, they have nobody else on their roster on the offensive side of the ball, which is weird to say, especially without Sean Payton's creativity. They're going to be a defensive-minded team this year. I mean, offensively, you got uh, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara as your only running backs, and Alvin Kamara has been down the past couple of years. And he's going to get um, suspended. Exactly. For what? He got arrested earlier this offseason. For what? Uh, Domestic oh. abuse. Was it domestic yeah. abuse? I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Six game suspension. Yeah. Yep. Let me so, let me look. Let me look at that. I don't I'm, wanna, I'm checking. I'm checking. I don't want to slander him. If that's not what happened. Uh, and let's. Then, yeah, go on, receiver Jeremy. Receiver wise, receiver wise, obviously you still have Michael Thomas, who's going to be back to his old form, I think. But and you added Chris Olave, which is great. But outside of that, I mean, Jameis is going to get the ball to the guys he needs to get the ball to. You don't really have a running game, and Taysom Hill, who's been so good for so long, you don't have Sean Payton anymore. Nobody else in the NFL, no other head coach is going to use Taysom Hill the way Sean Payton used to use Taysom Hill. Um, outside of that, I've got Carolina jumping Atlanta to be third in the division, which kind of similarly to the last division that we talked about. Who gives a shit? Doesn't say um, much, right? <laughs> exactly. I do see Matt Corral uh, weirdly taking over for Darnold and uh, Mayfield. I don't think Mayfield's terrible to the level everybody else thinks he does. I just don't he's think not. he's not. I'm the Corral only one who thinks he's terrible, and I'm correct. Um, yeah, you're also the only one that thinks Kirk Cousins is a legit quarterback, so go fuck yourself. Because he is. <laughs> we can hey, have this argument again, Ryan. Just because he watched Let's more than not. four hours of film per week. Um, oh, but. No, but if you look at like if you look at Carolina, right, and you look at what they have, 
when they've been good in the past, historically, it's never been because of their quarterback. It's always been because they've been a run-based offense. Jake DeLome, not the answer. Rodney Pete, not the answer, right? And so if you look at what they have at running back right now, if McCaffrey's healthy, and I know it's a big if, obviously CMC is one of the best players in the league at that position when healthy. They also have Chuba Hubbard, who had a great rookie season last year, despite having no help offensively. And they added Deontay Foreman, which, you know, small addition right there in a lot of regards, but back up behind Derrick Henry last year, started some games for the Titans. Deontay Foreman's not a bad player. He torched like, the Patriots when he was, uh, when he came. Yeah. He he also, did he did perform well when Henry went down. I I got to give the kid credit for that. Him and Hilliard, also, I think. He also started his career with uh, Houston. So big shout out there that another player leaves Houston and gets better. Um, but no, and then <laughs> Atlanta, like everybody said, is just an absolute dumpster fire. They're on the level of Detroit for me right now. I mean, Mariota's not the guy. Your other two quarterbacks are Desmond Ritter and Felipe Franks, which Red Sox legend Felipe Franks. <laughs> Um, running backs, I don't know who their running back is right now. They have Cordero five Patterson. on their roster. Right. But him by himself can't handle the ball 75 times a game. Because keep in mind, he's also a special teamer who does punt and kick returns. And he's a wide receiver, too. And he's like so 33. He's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is 31. But same uh. difference, right? So outside of Cordero Patterson, they have nobody else there. And they don't really have a halfway decent wide receiver for nobody to throw to out of, their, uh, out of Drake London, who they took in the first round. And he has an ankle injury, I think. I I believe you're right. And so, yeah, I've got Tampa, you know, probably winning more games this year than last year because although they lost Gronk, which is a big loss, I love the receiving core they put around Brady. I love the addition of Gio Bernard. I got them winning 14 games this year. They had Gio Bernard last year, Jeremy. Well, they still have him. Let's calm calm down over there, Adam Schefter. Let's calm down on the expertise. Point of that being, though. Is yeah, I got them one. I have the Saints going two at six and ten, and then I have uh, Carolina third with four wins, and Atlanta with two wins, pushing for the number one overall draft pick. And just to circle back, Alvin Kamara arrested in Vegas uh, in February of this year. Basically, him and some of the dudes he was partying with at about 630 in the morning on a Saturday beat the ever-loving shit out of this guy. He was arrested for quote-unquote, battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. I mean, he, him and a group of friends jumped a guy. That's basically Vegas it. Vegas is so bad for football players. <laughs> yeah, it's that's so why it's bad. perfect for the Raiders. It's wonderful. Henry Ruggs, uh, Alvin Kamara. I think Kareem Hunt had his thing happen in Vegas. No, that uh, was Cleveland. That was Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, it was Cleveland. Jesus. All right, Nagel, who you got in the NFC South? Um, all right, so I started off with I got uh, the Bucks going number one. Um, I think losing the center isn't a problem. Um, I think they're just going to go out and sign JG Treader, to be honest, and plug him right in there. Um, so I don't want to spend much time on that. Um, coming two and three, I actually have a toss up here. I think it's between the Panthers and the Saints. Um, I do like that the Saints have Andy Dalton that uh, Jeremy brought up there. But uh, I think it's going to come down to week 16. Um, Panthers and um, Saints play each other in New Orleans, and I believe that the Panthers will win it while Andy Dalton is playing and Baker Mayfield's there. And the winner of that game will be the last wild card spot. That's crazy. That's that, my going. That, um, people, that we actually don't think that uh, Winston's going to finish the season as a starter. I think he's, uh, he's hit or miss, you know. It's a new coaching staff down there, too. Well, he's so certainly hit or miss, but I'm just like, he has such like big play potential and just – he he can throw for like five thousand yards and fifty yeah. touchdowns. 
He is, is he that 30 interceptions on the he, other side? He is the definition of a 30 for 30 from an ESPN documentary. Yeah, yeah just wait till my analysis. It's it's <laughs> going to rock your world. I can't wait. Yeah, can't I, wait. I, I, I have complete faith. I'm a, I was going to say I am a Cleveland Panthers fan, so I'm a little biased on this. Um, but watching Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, like he's good one year, he's, he's bad the next. Um, and even before the injury last year, I mean, he went toe to toe with, uh, Patrick Mahomes week one last year. Um, and then he got injured and then that's when everything turned out. So I think he's going to be super competitive this year. Um, and then I have the saints last, um, the Saint, or I mean, not saints, uh, Atlanta last, I mean, they're just, they're in the running for CJ Stroud right now. They don't, they're just looking for a quarterback. And to be honest, actually, if you do look at the NFC South, um, being a fan of the Panthers, um, they have a tendency to actually have the last team finish first, especially uh, in the early mm-hmm. 2000s to the mm-hmm. 2015. And if that trend turns around, actually the Panthers are going to be the ones that are going to win this whole division. But I'm going to have them be the last wild card for right now. If the Panthers win that division, that's going to be so bad for my narrative. <laughs> oh, I will <laughs> never let you live the fuck down. I will bag on you for it every day. Oh, yeah. You would have to write apology-like articles for the Panthers fandom out there. I mean, if, if you if you look at the Panthers' defense, it's actually not too bad. Like, they have a stout front four a little bit, and their um, their DBs are good. So, uh, I mean, they have the defense. And also, like Jeremy was saying, it wasn't always the quarterback that always took them when they were successful. They always had a very strong defense. was actually the first thing with a good run game and then a decent quarterback. So, uh I mean, they can have that this year too. So. I don't. I just don't think Matt Rule makes it out of uh, the season. The, that coach, I think he gets fired week four. Oh, he does. Which I mean, PJ Walker's still on the roster right now. There's four man quarterback race because of Matt Rule because he played for him at Temple. And the same day that uh, Matt Rule gets cut, PJ Walker gets cut too. Just throwing mm-hmm. that out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is this yeah. year? Is year three for him? I think right. Yeah. 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 Seven year deal or something. Yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah. I mean, the owner's got it. He's like the second richest owner, so yeah, he'd probably be willing to pay it. Guy's a great college coach, and there's a lot of guys like that. I mean, Saban was dog shit in the NFL, too. Like, Matt Rule's a mm-hmm. very good college coach. Yeah. All right, Benner, who you got in the NFC South? Um, again, surprise, surprise. Like everyone else, I got the Buccaneers. I got them finishing 13 and four just because I think that their true struggles is going to be against the Saints just because it's, it's just, better than I, I have them. I have them at 12 and five. Well, I think it's just a mental game at that point, really, with the Saints. is just like, I don't care whether Drew Brees is a quarterback or not. They have, like, it's in Tampa Bay's head about playing against. Got that number, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do have the Saints finishing second in the division. Um, I know there's a lot of question marks around it, whether Alvin Kamara is going to, like, play or not. Michael Thomas is a giant question mark because, you know, he's not, I don't even think he's even practicing in camp right now. I think he's, he just came back. I think I, I think I saw him running some routes. Okay, uh, if he did, perfect. But Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas is still capable of being a, a number one receiver in the NFL. He's just been all over mentally, all over the fucking board for the Saints the last Doesn't couple like of years. Doesn't like being called slant boy. Well, he can run slants like a god, though. Um, <laughs> but you know, I do have the Saints finish seven and ten because their, their roster is not that bad. Uh, I think you'll see the season start with Jameis Winston at quarterback, and I think you will see, um, you know the the red rocket in there at some point in a time during the second half of the season. I actually do have the Falcons finishing third. I don't hate the roster. It's just the quarterback situation is so it's, I don't like Marcus Mariota. Like I don't even, I don't think Ritter's the answer. I think Falcons are just trying to like scrap along until they can try to find a quarterback answer. I do have them finishing six and 11. I have Panthers 
finishing last in the division at five and twelve. It's not because of the quarterback situation. Uh-huh. I think. I think uh-huh. Baker's gonna be fine. I I think. Fucking, uh-huh. Why did they get a quarterback if they're just gonna finish five and twelve? Because Matt Rule's a fucking horrible coach, and I thought that was one of the most random ass signings ever when he was hired. I don't. I didn't. One good year at Baylor. One good year at Baylor, and all of a sudden he is. He had a couple a, good years at Temple. His t- good years ooh. at Temple got him a Baylor job. Listen, listen. Well, Temple. It was, turning, it was turning this stuff around. That's what got him the job. Listen. What are they? The Owls? Yeah. 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 Terrifying. Baylor, (laughs) Baylor and Temple are on two giant ass fucking different levels in Division One football. For him to get one good year at Baylor, like I give him applause for it. For him, for him to make that jump into the NFL, I thought was the most random fucking hiring ever. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was the right choice for Carolina at the time. No matter how good their their division, their I mean not their division, but their roster is. um, I think Christian McCaffrey at this point. Is no longer an elite elite running back just because he they have abused him to a core. He can't stay healthy. His hamstrings are gone. I just have a lot of question marks for about that team where they're going to finish last. Hmm. So all you guys pick the Bucks to win the NFC South. Yeah. Stokes is going to piss me off. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I've I also am. Got and it's going to be the number one overall seed in the NFC too. Uh, yeah, that wrong. I think I had them at two. Just absolutely wrong. Uh, the Saints are going to win this division, and here's why. Jameis Winston, under the new coach, new coach going to come in and say, hey, Jameis, I got you something. Unlimited crab legs. Unlimited yeah, yeah. crab legs as long as he wins. You got to risk gonna it go for the biscuit. And Let's free Uber rides in the hey, same We're going to eat a W. Yep. Yep. Free. You're going to eat W's, baby, Mike, all day. Is there, is there going to be free Uber rides to the stadium? Are we going to bury the ball, too? Yep, that, too. All of it. All of it's happening. All of it for just that reason. All right? (laughs) Just those reasons. Uh, Bucks second. They're going to get the top wild card spot and going to just fucking house everybody in the playoffs, similar (laughs) to uh, when Brady first got there. You know, they had that kind of slow-ish start. Um, And then we're going to have the... Uh, hopeless Panthers, similar to everybody else in third. I think Baker Mayfield Jr., the fourth, comes out. Uh, still pouring hot cheese into Halloween pails only in Carolina now. It's going to be great. And then the Falcons are going to get relegated down to the Mountain West after an almost <laughs> total loss season. Uh, I have them with one win. Uh, so that's expert analysis for you. So let's move on to the NFC West Nagel looks like you're chomping at the bits for the NFC West. Who you got? The weirdest division uh, in the league for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I won't spend much time on this one. I think it's a very competitive division, especially the top three when you talk about the 49ers, Rams, Cardinals. Um, to be honest, also they also play the AFC West, so I think they're going to get a little beat up playing each other, plus also playing probably the other best division in the NFL. And so I think that's going to cause the overall scores to come down or like um, not scores, but their standings. And I think so two of the teams make the playoffs here, but I got the 49ers actually doing it. Um, and the main reason I took the 49ers over the Rams was just because, you know, there's that little Super Bowl kind of like hangover. Um, and so I expect the Rams just not to win the division this year. I mean, that's, that's basically my logic. Um, my guess is they probably end up signing Rams end up signing OBJ uh late in the season and then they'll be fine after that um i have the cardinals finishing third 
Um, I don't know. I'm just not the biggest um, Kyler Murray fan. I don't know. I don't. I think he's all right. I don't think he's great. Um, I mean, he's no better than Baker, to be honest. When you look at the the stats and stuff like that. And then I have the Seahawks. They're basically the Falcons. They're again. They're just in the running for the top quarterback in the draft pick. That's all they're doing. They're they're definitely taking. They got a roster ready for that next quarterback, though. Then yeah, those, yeah, two yeah. Yeah. There, those two wide receivers, that tight end, I'm a big fan. But Jamari, like their defense, no running know. back though whatsoever. Jamari Adams is already like yeah, I'm not, again, I'm I saw running backs for people. So yeah, that's that's my NFC West. I think it's going to be a competitive division, but um, yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, McChesney, who you got in the NFC West? Uh, I, I have the Rams kind of running away with it, but the NFC is so weak that they have two wildcard teams as well. So I got the Rams top of the top of the conference at 13 and four. They're a really good team. Allen Robinson more than makes up for losing Robert Woods and Odell Beckham Jr. I'm a big fan of this Rams team and uh, they're, they're the team to beat until proven otherwise. At number two, I hate Trey Lance with a passion. I think he sucks, but they'll go eight and nine. You go eight and nine, get the sixth seed, squeak into the playoffs. And the Cardinals are at seven and ten. They're not very good. I love Kyler Murray, and but it's just I'm, I don't see it. Cliff Kingsbury is kind of like the weirdo high school coach who has fun play calls, but you don't do that in the NFL. He's, Cliff Kingsbury in college would be the balls, but no, in the no, NFL, no, no, it wouldn't because in Texas Tech would have two national championships. In the in the NF in the NFL, though, I just don't see his. It's just I don't see it producing. It's just this is not it. And then Seattle six and eleven, surprisingly, when I ran through it. Um, that, if they, I think they should start Drew Locke just for that upside. But maybe the record's a little bit better with Geno. But they're not a playoff team, regardless. Um, yeah. So Rams, Niners, Cardinals, all in the playoffs. Seattle uh, missing out. Look at the next quarterback in the draft. Jeremy. So I don't think this division is as strong as everybody else does. Um, I guess I'll get into that now. But for me, Rams are number one, um, without a doubt. I actually, under the radar pickup of this whole offseason, I love Bobby Wagner going to the Rams. I, I think totally forgot about that. For him, mm-hmm. Which, you know, I think in a, a really strong division in a lot of regards, especially when you look at how run-heavy the Niners are, Bobby Wagner is a massive pickup for them in that division. Um, I do have Arizona second. I think Kyler's awkward and weird enough that he's going to be just fine. Plus, now that he has to go from zero hours a week to four hours a week of film, I mean, maybe he'll be a halfway decent quarterback. I thought well, they, they took that, that out. They took that out of this contract because they, they asked about it. They <laughs> took they took about it yesterday. Took it out yesterday, and I don't think it's because he bitched about it. It's big, but rather be that everyone gave him shit about it because Kyler Murray is nothing but a goddamn toddler of an iPad. Well, I'll put it this way: he's watching Coke Melon instead of film. DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins, as he did for years in Houston with shitty quarterbacks, will make Kyler watch film, and he will make him a better quarterback. Yeah, but not for the first six weeks while he's banned from the stadium because he got popped for roids. Kyler Kyler called his own Uh, press conference and then refused to answer questions about that. That's good. No, let's talk about something else. Come on. To be fair, if I was in Arizona right now, I'd do roids too. If I was DeAndre Hopkins, I knew I had to put the team on my back. I'd roid as hard as I possibly could. Um, for me, I've got those two as playoff teams. I don't have the Niners as a playoff team. So I didn't want the Niners as a playoff team. It just, when I was picking through the games, I'm like, 
they're they're not bad enough to lose these. So hear me out on this one, right? Go. So for the 49ers, Debo Samuel wants out. I can see Debo not playing for the Niners this year and just holding out until they trade him. There's your best offensive weapon. Jimmy G won't play for them this year. He's going to get traded, which means now Trey Lance, your starting quarterback. I'm going to give the hot take of the episode right here. By week eight, Brock Purdy starts over Trey Lance. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know if I'd go that hard. I think Trey Lance sucks, but Jesus Christ, Brock Purdy's awful. By Gino, week eight. Gino's not getting traded. His contract's too big. So he's going to get quarterback right now. The, teams, San Francisco. the teams that need quarterbacks are the Seahawks, which is probably not going to trade him there, Atlanta. But they're like I said, they're all like – I don't know. They're so, tanking. So. To answer Nagel's question here, Jimmy G winds up a New York Jet, and the reason why is because Zach Wilson fucks the owner's wife. Oh, true. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought I had a hot take with the, the crab legs. <laughs> God damn. That's wonderful. Thank you for so, the answer. You're welcome. You guys asked a question. It's the least I can do for you. I appreciate the answer more than anything, though. So I've got I got San Fran having a really bad year this year. I got them a four and thirteen. Um, I Ooh. think they have a really good defense. I think they're going to score forty seven points in seventeen games this year. That might be a little under, but give or take. Um, and then Seattle, I have Seattle right down there with with uh, Atlanta as a team competing for the top pick in the draft. Drew Locke is not the answer. As a Denver guy, I can tell you for a fact he is not the guy. Geno Smith will probably get his bra joke, jaw broken again before training camp ends. And then defensively, they let Bobby Wagner go. I, I, you know, it, it's their defense isn't what they used to be. It's just not. And so I have Seattle finishing behind San Francisco, but I don't think either one of them are going to be a halfway decent team this year. Cade, who you got? Yeah, um, I've got obviously the L.A. Rams going 12 and 5. Um, taking the taking the division, I just I feel like they've still got a lot of the same pieces. I don't think that they've really lost much firepower, and I, I feel like I kind of disagree. I don't think that they're going to have the Super Bowl hangover. I think they're actually going to come out a little bit more focused, um, and maybe their crowd will actually show up for once, unlike any other, uh, or I'm sorry, like every other LA sports team who has no fan base whatsoever. I was about to say the Rams have the Rams have had a pretty decent fan base, especially with them being Yeah, they're in St. Louis though. Yeah, but LA they bought doesn't, LA doesn't what? care about football, Ryan. No, okay, they, but at the same time, Rams have been an LA team in the past. Like there is a handful of significant Rams fans in LA, way more than the Chargers have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna too. shut that down real quick. When your team has to limit the sales of tickets to an opposing team within the same division, just because you want your fans to fill the stadium that bad, you have no fans. That's called, that a, that's, called, yep. fans. that's called a playoff game, Kate. Yeah, isn't that a playoff where they did that? Not that wasn't. It that doesn't wasn't matter. You you hundred percent matters. You should have, you should have fans. They all do buying that. up the, the Broncos did that to the, the Patriots, Patriots do that. The Broncos did it. Yeah, Denver's done it. Denver's done it multiple times to multiple people. I can fucking vouch for that. Then okay, but Denver does LA, have good fans. But Shane, yeah. cares about the social scene, right? So all you have to do is just say, like, yeah, this is the L.A. Rams football game presented by Kim Kardashian, and then you'll have a billion people on the waiting list. That's why and they like, have a club in the end zone. Exactly. exactly. Unless you're the Chargers. Marketing department. Unless you're the Chargers. Well, everybody hates the Spanos family anyways, so. Oh, yeah. That is true. Um, so I've got L.A. taking – um spot number one i do have san fran at number two and i do have them making the playoffs that's a wild take there um i've got cardinal setting at four and 13 
Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't believe in them right now. You you lost get canned. No, he wouldn't. He just got a five year extension. Yeah. And you got DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to be out for half the season with roids because he can't control himself. Kyler Murray's too busy watching Coco Melon. Sorry about that. Um, or trying to be on. Is he a part of FaZe Clan? Is that what he's a part of? Yeah, is he is. Cool? Yeah, he is. Yeah, okay. he, he's too busy trying to game on Call of Duty and get his KD up rather than his win loss ratio in the NFL. So he can't, pay, he can't pay attention. And then I hate to say it for Seattle. Y'all going to be at the bottom of the uh, of the barrel here. And I hate that for DK. I want to see him be successful. Drew Locke's not the answer. But Drew DK Locke's doesn't want to be successful. He just wants money. That's fair yeah, enough. Big three-year extension. That, that's fair enough. You're, you're definitely right there. Um, but I do want to see my guys to be successful. That's, that's the only take I'm giving in there. I don't think Drew Locke's the answer. They're, this is going to be their year for them to – Try to be at the bottom, which I will say the very bottom of the NFL for me is Houston. I literally have them going one and 16 for the year. I'll go ahead and put it out there. I have them winning one game. I have Jacksonville mm. above them. That's that's a problem. Wow. Oof. Jacksonville's got the better roster, and I will defend that. Yeah. So, sorry, DK. This is not going to work out for you, my guy. You should have taken the trade. Should have should have went with your buddy Russ to, uh, to Denver. Uh, but yeah. So, L.A., San Fran, Cardinals. They have a shot if they put DK on both sides of the ball and play receiver and safety. I mean, if you can run Buda Baker down like put that, that son, yeah. put that son bitch as a defensive lineman <laughs> anywhere. That's, that's <laughs> a DN. That motherfucker will rack up seven sacks. He's only going to get thrown to five times a game because Drew yeah. Locke's not going to be anywhere near him. So yeah. I mean, you put him on both sides of the ball. I put them from two wins to I don't know five. Nice, Oof. nice. All right, Benner. What you got? So, all right. So I got the Rams winning in a division. Um, Matthew Stafford's my fucking boy. I was I was calling for them to win the Super Bowl from day one last year. Matthew Stafford's a way better quarterback than he showed in Detroit. Last year showed that. Um, so I think like they easily win that division. That's I have them actually at 16 and one. So I think they run away with it. Um, I got the 49ers going number two, one. I'm a defensive-minded guy. I absolutely love their defense. I think their front seven has always been stacked. I think it continues to be it. I think um, Kyle Shannon, he takes a playbook out of his father's pass. He, he you know, he runs with a strong defense in the and just especially with a young rookie, like, oh, basically rookie quarterback of Trey Lance, because um, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan's going to be developing him. But I think um, San Francisco can live off their defense and take the second spot in the division and go into the playoffs. Um, I do have the Cardinals making the playoffs as well, even though they are third in the division. I know DeAndre Hopkins is – out for six weeks. Um, I do like Adam Murray as a quarterback, even though he is a fucking toddler with an iPad. But I think he he's still a tremendous option. I think Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, if when he wants to be, can be a superb offensive mind. Why he chooses not to be in the second half of the season, God knows why. Um, but I do have the Cardinals finishing third in the division, but do making the playoffs. And I do have the Seahawks actually going 0-17, um, oh yeah, the imperfect season. The imperfect season. Look, I spent look, I spent three years watching Drew Locke. One of those years I actually spent money on season tickets. Um horse I, horse cock lock is not the answer. The wow. Two- <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how much do you how much do you regret that decision? Oh, I regret it every single day. And I also regret that I had to lie to myself that Drew Drew Locke was an it was an answer at quarterback. Just I mean, because- his, at the end of his rookie year, he looked like he had something. Like he he was going crazy the end of his rookie year. Listen, we could talk about his rookie year for three hours because I have some takes about it that happened with the the next two years. But like Drew Locke, he's he's not an answer at quarterback in Seattle. That offensive line is still atrocious, and Drew Locke's gonna need shoulder shoulder surgery again. Um, I just I don't think Pete Carroll should have been fired this year. So I think Seattle's in shambles. Can't believe they chose him over Russell Wilson. Exactly, and. Thank God they did. Fucking God bless that they did. Thank you. Welcome to the Mile High City, Mr. Unlimited. Um, but yeah, no, I got Seattle finishing at the bottom barrel. All right. I'm not going to beat a dead horse here. Got Rams, 49ers, just because everybody kisses, makes up, and kicks out Trey Lance. I'm going to predict that now. And Cardinals in third all three of them are going to be playoff teams for me and seattle being relegated to the pac 12 so next one that we got up let's go ahead and do who are your uh nfc wild card teams and who ultimately ends up winning the nfc i'll go ahead and start um as yeah, mentioned them all earlier i got bucks niners and cardinals as the wild card teams with uh, ultimately the NFC champion coming out of Tampa in a wild card because Tom Brady gets pissed off. He starts eating turkey again and just goes bonkers in the playoffs. Will Gronk come back? Uh, no, but he'll be smoking the marijuana cigarettes on the sideline, so it'll be fun. It'll be I'll fun. I'll power it to him. Oh, yeah. instead, of, instead of Gronk's party bus, he takes over that ship and it's the Gronk party ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just spike everything. It's great. Fun, fun fact. Um, I get to work with his brother Glenn. Really? Like I've di- I've done shots with Glenn. Imagine doing. Imagine being able to like tell your kids you did shots with a Gronkowski. Oh yeah. He introduced he introduced me to uh, a shot called the fire claw, which is where you take a shot of fireball and pour it into a white claw and shot Ew. and shot the, most, the white claw. The most you- impressive part of that story is that you survived doing shots with the Gronkowski. Absolutely. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Double no laws on that party train. Cade Wilemon, who you got as your uh wildcard teams for the NFC and who is ultimately the champion? Uh yeah. So I've got <clears throat> Green Bay versus San Fran, and I've got Green Bay taking the win. I've got the Buccaneers uh versus the Saints. Uh, with obviously Tom Brady being benched in the by the second drive because they're already up 37 to nothing. Um, and then LA, I don't even think their first string even shows up against New York. I think they just leave them at home, but LA's fourth string gets it done and takes care of New, uh, New York Giants uh, and takes care of business for the NFC wild card. So the Giants make the playoffs for you? I did have the, yeah, I had them. Remember, I had them second. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so again, at just least go second through your, in their division. Go can through you, the can you run through your standings again? one through one to six? One through six? Yeah, what are you or one to seven? One to seven, what are your standings? So according to Mon, it's got Eagles, Rams. You're the Eagles one? I do have them as one. What? For Christ on a bike. According to this, it does. Um, then I've got Tampa, then Green Bay. 
then San Fran, and then the Saints, and then New York. That's okay. Wild. That's wild. Philly at one. That's insane. And who ultimately comes out? Well, I mean, you got to remember, champion. like, I no offense to, to LA, like, I, I would I would highly believe that LA should be number one in here, but they have a semi tough schedule with a semi yeah that, that website I use is just the games that were on the schedule yeah yeah. Whereas the Eagles have an easy fucking division, like I I I have them going six and zero in their division. He's not wrong. So if they can take care of business in other areas, in which sorry they don't take care of business against my Colts, they can suck ass. Uh, sorry, AJ. Uh, but I mean, overall, I have the Eagles at 14 and three, which was a wild take. But I was like, okay, okay, whatever you tell me here. So, to be fair, I'm with Kate on this one because when I did this last night, I was in a massively drunken state and I'm just like, yeah, they're going to win and just start just picking random shit. <laughs> oh, um, nice. But as far as their division, the div- division rounds, I have uh, Tampa versus LA again, but I do have. Uh, Tampa taking the victory. Green Bay versus the Eagles. Um, and I took this the is Eagles. prime Aaron Rodgers lost territory. I took the Eagles. <laughs> I, I took the Ugh. Eagles. I you if if the Eagles give them a chance, if they are up by 14 going into the fourth, it's going to Green Bay. You you don't fuck with Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter and give him a chance. If they're up 21 to nothing, or I'm not not 21 to nothing, but if they're up by 21. It's going to the Eagles. He, he can't make that massive of a comeback. He doesn't have enough weapons. But if they're if they're close, he'll make the comeback. And then for the championship round, I've got Tampa Bay taking down the Eagles for there. So Brady back in the Super Bowl. I do have Brady back in the Super Bowl. Don't fucking do it. Don't you fucking say it, Caleb. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. I'm just happy you love your dad, really. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Like it>, damn it. <laughs> well, Gronk's going to come out of retirement here in about three weeks, right before the season starts. He's in a Brent Favre training camp, yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. You, you know he's just hanging out in the locker room watching Netflix and chilling with the next blonde baby can pick up on the beach. No, he's, then- he's railing his wife because she's already out enough blonde baby as you can get. Fair enough. Um, and then they've <laughs> they've they've used that to add a couple pieces, and then once they get enough season tickets to come back in, they'll they'll throw Gronk a one year deal for however much money he'll Here, come here's back seven million. Day. Come back and play football with Tommy. Yeah, and play for six mm-hmm. games, and then and then yeah. So there you go. His Arizona frat mind's not going to turn down seven million, and, and they're not gonna, <laughs> they're not going to play Julio until probably week ten. Week twelve, week seventeen, week eight, week eighteen to finish off the season, and then he'll be well rested for the playoffs. Can't wait for Antonio Brown to come back. Oh <laughs> God! Could you imagine yeah. him and Julio on the same? Julio would probably hit him with his own helmet. Dude, this Tampa team in twenty sixteen would be just unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Benner, who are your <laughs> wild card teams? Who wins the NFC? So overall rankings for me is I got the Rams at one. Eagles at two, Bucks at three, Packers at four, 49ers at five, Cardinals at six, and Cowboys at seven. Uh, going to the wild card weekend, I had the 49ers going into Lambeau and beating Green Bay. Damn. Uh, uh, Stokes just like had a painful heart attack there. No, I, it's just memories of every year. Kaepernick, Never. Garoppolo, Garoppolo. Um, I got I got Tampa winning at home against the Cardinals. Um, I got Dallas actually winning on the road against the Eagles. 
Wow. Um, yeah, I, I give uh, it's gonna be a weird weekend, man. Um, I actually got the 49ers beating Tampa Bay on the road that next week in the divisional round, Rams beating the Cowboys at home. And then the next week going into the conference championships, I got the Rams once again, beating the 49ers and the Rams, Rams going back to rematch. Yeah. Yep. Going back. I got the Rams going back to defend their Super Bowl championship. All right. Let's go with Jeremy. Who you got? Yeah. Mine's pretty straightforward. Um, I've got Bucks and Rams as the one of the two seeds. For my wild cards, I'm going to go completely different than everybody else here. I've got Minnesota as the five. I think those eight one-possession losses turn around. I love Dalvin Cook as a running back. I don't think Kirk Cousins is all that bad, plus he's got good receivers around him. Thank you, Jeremy. Thielen and Jefferson will make Kirk Cousins look good again when all of your attention is focused on Cook. Um, I've got Arizona as the six. I don't love Kyler Murray, but again, weak NFC. I think they take the sixth seed. I, I don't think they're a bad team. And then for me, I've got Dallas as the seven. I hate to say it because I hate seeing Dallas in the playoffs, but as weak as the NFC East is, they'll beat the Washington, who gives a fucks twice. They'll beat the Giants twice. I think they'll beat the Eagles once and go one and one against them. So there's five wins right there. Realistically, you only need eight to get in as a seven seed in the NFC anyway. So they win three more games fucking around with somebody in their end. For me, I've got the Bucs over the Rams in the NFC title game. And the only reason why is I don't see Tom Brady losing to the Rams two years in a row in the playoffs. I think that we talk about film study. I think he's too smart of a quarterback with all the weapons they put around him now, with all the receivers that he has coming in this year. He's not giving him a 25-point advantage, right? He is not giving him a 25-point advantage. I see him throwing a game-winning touchdown to Russell Gage, calling it right now with about seven minutes left in the fourth. Word. Word. Nagel, who you got? All right, so I'll go through my standings real quick. I got the Packers number one, Eagles two, Bucks three, 49ers four, and then I got the Rams as the first wild card, five, Cowboys six, Panthers um, number seven. Uh, so I have in the wild card round, I have the Panthers upsetting the Eagles, and I have the Rams upsetting the 49ers because they're finally over their hangover. My narrative would be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the divisional round, I do have – the Panthers barely losing to the Bucks or the Packers 27-28 and the Rams barely losing to the Bucks 30 to 33. And then it's the conference championship. I have the Buccaneers winning 27 to 21 over the Packers. So I have the Bucks going to the Super Bowl and I have Aaron Rodgers retiring. Yeah. Uh, Rodgers is gonna passively aggressive talk about retiring. He's not exactly he's not he's not that he should retire. He's, he's just going to go do some other weird he's shit. He's Nick Cage. Yeah, he's going to do – he's going to totally remake Con Air. It's going to be yeah. crazy. <laughs> I, I, I cannot believe he just showed up to camp looking like fucking Nick and, Cage and Con Air. And John Wick, <laughs> which is the whole reason to do his hair Halloween, right. Aaron Rodgers will appear in the John Wick series before it's over. I stand by it. It's probably this new one that's coming out, like, this winter. <laughs> John Wick 4. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right, McChesney, take All us right. home. Rams and Bucks at one and two, three and four belong to the Packers and the hold on Cowboys. At five and six, we have the Vikings and Niners, and at seven, I had uh, Arizona. And so let's just run it through. I got the Buccaneers and Rams in the title. 
Buccaneers take on the uh, Packers in the divisional. Rams take on Vikings. Vikings aren't ready, although they do beat the Cowboys in the wild card. Uh, Bucks Rams uh, NFC title game. Bucks win it. All right, but I do have you beating the Niners at, at home in wild card. So, thank you. I like winning sometimes. I hope it happens. I, I this love year. when uh, you know Trey Lance loses. So, yeah, an angel gets its wings. It's nice. It's real nice. over to the AFC side of things uh because Cade's gotta head off for for work reasons uh just have him run through his entire thing yeah yeah that's what I was gonna do Cade if you're okay with it we'll uh we'll start with your AFC East pick and just go from there uh we'll go AFC East North South West your three wildcard teams AFC champion and we'll just end it with your Super Bowl winner sound good bud Oh, okay. I mean, like I said, I got, I got about 20 minutes. Um, so, um, sure. So I can just give you shit, uh, until then. Yeah, absolutely. So you can keep sucking on Tom Brady's dick. Well, we're um, on the AFC side of things now. So now I'm on Mac Jones. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, it never right, ends. So, so who is it for? Am I just uh, AFC going? East. AFC East. All right. Yeah. Fuck you, McChesney. Um, <laughs> Right out the gate, the number one seed, I've got the Buffalo Bills. No question. Um, yeah. No, no question. Did I get 14 and three, five and one in division? I have them better than you do. I have them 15 and two. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got them going 14 and three. I really think Josh Allen has come a long way. He's a really good quarterback. I, again, Ole Miss guy, Dawson Knox. I love him at tight end. He's very uh, agile. He's very maneuverable. He can do anything uh, that he puts his mind to. Um I do have New England. Obviously, their division is just those two. Like, who who the fuck are the Jets and who the fuck are the Dolphins? Okay, a lot of moms know who the quarterback of the Jets is. So, yeah, true. Well, that okay. I'll give you a fair fair there. Um, But I do have them actually sitting at number five um, in my rankings for the AFC. Um, And then, of course, I actually have a shocker here. I'm going to throw the Dolphins as the number three in the East. That's Um, not a shocker. Some people the shocker say is the Patriots not... at two. Well, okay, whatever. That's the shocker. <laughs> I, I think with Tyreek Hill, if maybe Tua Tunga Vailoa, or how the hell you say his last name, can f- somewhat figure out something. Um, I, I figure oh. they can might make a good little offense, maybe get some good dubs here. And then I've got the Jets sitting at four and thirteen with one and five in the division. Uh, for them, I just think that uh, whoever their little quarterback is, he can't stay off the moms long enough to actually get to the field. Uh, maybe he should take an Uber with the uh, what's that guy from the Saints, the, the thief. Yeah, the thief. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Winston. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've got. They're, they're going to your... share crab legs. Yeah, they're going to share crab, crab legs. legs and bombs for days. <laughs> American yes. Pie Four. <laughs> oh my, oh my God! God. Zach no, Nelson, the famous Winston do America. 
<laughs> America, American Pie American Five, Pie Four, risk it for the New York biscuit. <laughs> oh, oh god! And there's just a mom named Biscuit. That's that. That's just <laughs> it. That's the entire plot line. No, the whole plot line is uh, Zach Wilson trying to fuck James Winston's mom. No, the entire plot line is Sean William Scott Stifler does everything he can to be best friends with Zach Wilson so he can just fuck moms. Yeah, and, Wilson, and a... Zach Wilson just takes James's mom to a Safeway and he's like, you can buy all the crab legs you want. <laughs> yeah, and they all actually end up fucking each other's mothers. So happy Mother's Day. It's yeah, gonna this, be great. It's going to release on Mother's Day, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think we just offended everybody in one foul swoop. I'm, I'm very proud, <laughs> proud of this J- crew. If James Winston was still in college today, the NIL deal for him would be... Publix. No, it'd be deadliest catch. Deadliest no, catch. No, it'd be catch. <laughs> it'd be Publix, and he'd also have a second deal with uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I, that guy—he would have so many NIL deals. Jeez, God, that's fantastic! All right, Cade, who you got in the AFC North? AFC North. Okay. Yeah. Um. So for this one, I've got my four seed. The Cincinnati Bengals. I've got them going fourteen and three. What? The, your fourth seed? You'll you'll understand. You have, you, you have them losing my, the division. You've got them. No, the fourth seed in the AFC. Not. not oh, okay. I thought yeah, he had like number four in the division. I was like, yo. No, no, no. Sorry, I should have I should have explained that better. No, they win the division. I've got them as the number four seed in um in the conference. Um, and you'll understand because my West, I've actually got it stacked. Um. Amen. So I've got them at I've got them at 14 and 3 with 5 and 1. I've got the Ravens at 10 and 7 with number 2 in the division. Um I just I honestly I don't have much of a reason there. I just just from everything I've kind of read uh really quickly was that they don't have a whole lot going for them other than Lamar Jackson and right now he's kind of struggling. Uh but I do have them kind of taking second in their division. I've got the Steelers going third at 10 and seven. The only reason that they didn't go second is because they lose to Lamar Jackson. 10 and, and then, seven for the Steelers. That's just what it came out to on with when Ken, I was doing like a Kenny with Kenny baby hands picket. Is there no with Mitch kissing titties? Yeah. Mitch kissing titties. <laughs> yeah. And then is I've he going to be an American pie five. <laughs> Gotta be no okay. American pie six. Oh, yeah, what? Be American Pie pick six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I've got Cleveland at a wonderful two and 15. Mm. Mm. Two perfect. wins. That's so are action. you assuming that Watson doesn't play and that's what brought that's, you there? That's garbage. You just look at their first four games. They're winning at least two or three of those, even with Prescott. <laughs> they do open up with Carolina, so. Yeah, like, Baker, Baker's out for blood, my guy. Their first four true. games, it's it's not. Oof. All right. Did he did he cut himself off like mid sentence? Yes, but we're gonna keep going. Yeah, oh. yeah. Just so you could get all your stuff in, I'm sure there's gonna be no surprises for your AFC South picks. There's not. There's not. I am on this bandwagon. Uh, obviously, for for affiliation reasons, I've got the Colts. I think when I did this, I think maybe I overshot just a little bit, but I've got them going fourteen and three. Jesus Christ, did you overshoot? Holy I, shit! I have Talk about home this, cooking, hang on, Jesus. Hey, on we have a really good shot at adding Debo. Uh, Debo, Debo to this Samuel. offense. Yes, we have if a you... really good chance of adding him to this offense. And let me pull up our 
Pull up our wide receiver. You do, got, you, do you you've really got the because best of... running back? You've got the best running back in Jonathan Taylor. You've got Michael Pittman Jr. You got Paris Campbell leading the way. Finally, I, have a real quarterback. Yeah, we don't have just a good starting quarterback. I will say we have a, do, a good backup quarterback, and if we don't run the Philly special against Philadelphia, I'm going to be upset. Um, I was like, him, who the hell is your backup? And then I remember Nick Foles. Is Nick Foles? Yeah, yeah, and then ungodly if we need to go to texas we got sam ellinger as the backup to him but hopefully we won't <laughs> sorry ryan welcome baby uh, now according to this we have alec pierce starting as our wide receiver number three um but then like when i look at the rest of the list like i the rest of these guys like i see why alex alec is gonna be starting so that's why i really think that you need to add debo samuel or um, god i'm struggling today debo, debo samuel is correct you need to yeah. add him to this list. Like we've got a good chance to get in. I think that right now the, the word is throwing the number one trade or number one draft pick, not number one first round draft pick uh, for next year to get him. You're going to need a whole lot more than that. Yeah, you, you are. Know. But at I, the same, at the I, same I, time, at the same time, I've also heard that San Francisco is trying to get a deal done with him. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So you're yeah, going to have to give up a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to give up the first round pick and probably something else. Um, more. I don't know. What more, Chris more first round picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was going through Chris Ballard's head, but I, if he wants it, he can go get it done. Um, but if not, I mean, we do have a lot of young receivers, so we've got the energy there. Uh, I just think that we need some more veteran wide receivers, and that's why I gave it to them because you've still got a great running back. You've got great QBs. You've got young wide receivers. And our defense is I, – I, I believe we have the best defense in the entire division. Um, and, again, we, we're, in, we're in competition with – uh, let me go back to this. We're in competition with the NFC South for probably the easiest fucking division. I mean, you got Jacksonville and you got Houston, and right now Tennessee is not that great. They've Tennessee, they AJ Brown. Tennessee, Tennessee is so deceptive. Tennessee could be massively competitive. It's really up to them what they want to do. I, I would, I'll, I'll bet on Braves. Mike Vrabel. I'll bet on him. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I would mean, too. I mean, they have been good, but right now Derrick Henry, he's got to stay healthy. You traded your best wide receiver, and I don't even know who is next for them. Let me. But they brought in. But they brought in Robert Woods. They brought in Robert Woods. Yeah, they brought in Robert Woods, and Robert Woods is not a bad receiver. He's not, but right now he's listed as questionable. We'll see what's going on there. Well, yeah, he's he's, he's coming off an ACL tear. Okay, Traylon Burks. His Traylon Burks is he able to get through five reps before throwing up yet, or is that still? (laughs) I'm gonna say four reps. (laughs) <laughs> progress okay uh and then you've got uh nick westbrook um i don't even really solid. know who the f- solid 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 option solid. there okay solid but again you've got to keep derrick henry healthy and you got ryan Tannehill, and then you have no experienced quarterback after that so if ryan gets clocked one good time and he's out you're gonna put the hands in malik willis who played at liberty no oh, I, I, yeah. I, I do not believe I personally, I'll put it out Yo, here. Flames? I, I do not believe the hype around Malik Willis. I don't. Two greatest athletes ever to come out of Liberty University: Malik Wills and Willie Byron. Let's fucking go, Billy. <laughs> Let's go, Billy. Let's go. So I do have the Colts going number one in their division. I've got the Titans going number two. I did give uh, five miraculous wins. Uh, let me go back to my list here. I've got five miraculous wins to Jacksonville. I think that they finally figure something out uh with trevor and then like i said houston's sitting at the bottom of the barrel 
the one at 16, Owen, Owen six in their division. <laughs> Jeremy's so. not happy. <laughs> He's also a Texans fan. So sorry, dude, you should pick a different team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let, let's move it along. AFC West Cade. Who you got? Our friendship right. depends on this Cade. No, it right, doesn't. So Broncos last. Everybody was saying the <laughs> NFC West is the biggest division. I've got the AFC West. This one is stats. Um, so I do, Ryan, I'm going with you here. I've got the Broncos going number one in their division. And I've got them, I've got them as the two seed in the AFC conference. Uh, so they go four and two their division. I believe in Russell Westbrook. I've 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 been on his Russell Westbrook. We're shooting Dude, I, race, I, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I probably take the L here for that. I'm I'm struggling today. Um, so Russell Wilson. Four and two. I've been on his fan page since when did they win it? 14? And then they went back for 15 and then through the interception, which was yeah. a terrible fucking decision. 2013, 2014. That was the first big year. Was it 2013, 2014? I thought it was 2013. Yeah, 2013 to 2014. Yeah. Oh, I remember oh, okay. that year. When uh, okay. when uh, Peyton Manning had the ball over his head. The greatest Super Bowl, second to Super Bowl 49 when we beat the Seahawks. So. I'm going to go drink. I, I still to this day don't understand the point of throwing it on the on the two yard. Line. I do. Speed it up, speed it. Up. Let's go. Let's move. Get your picks. All so right. you can get out of here. Next, I'm gonna go with the uh, Chargers. I've got them in eleven and six, two and four in their division. Um, third, seventh in the conference, but third in the division is the Raiders. I am. I actually, I'm taking a wild take here. I'm putting Kansas City last in their division, but at ten and seven. The only reason they take third is because they get the head-to-head matchup over Kansas City. Dear God, I don't ask for much. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, I've got a bigger take for you. Kansas City does not make it. I don't don't have them in there. I'd be floored. I don't, God, I don't ask for much. (laughs) I knew you'd be happy with, with, my picks here, but yeah, somehow they did not make it into the playoffs. I just with the week to week matchup, it just didn't work out for them. He got rid of Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have that great of. A, I mean, he still has obviously. Um, didn't Juju uh, Smith? Yeah, Juju signed. Yes. Yeah, he signed with Mr. TikTok. Yeah, he's making TikToks with Jackson. Yeah, I was just say if he could get off the sideline long enough with his. Never mind. I'm not gonna not going homophobic with Jackson Mahomes. Um, yeah, he might actually be able to produce, but until then, there's not much else other than other than Kels. So um, I've got him out. So I got them at the fourth seed. Or I'm not sorry, fourth in division. So run through your standings. Who's your Super Bowl pick? And we'll let you go. Yep. So number one is the Bills. Number two is Denver. Where's three? Three is the Colts. Four is Cincinnati. Five is New England. Six is the Chargers and seven is the Raiders in the wild card. I have New England versus Cincy and I've got Cincy taking them. I've got LA versus Colts. I've got the Colts and then I've got the Raiders versus the Broncos. And I've got the Broncos taking it. The divisional round I've got, sorry, Ryan, I've got the Colts versus the Broncos and I'm going to take the dub here for the Colts, but they're going to run into a brick wall here in a minute. Uh, I've got Cincy versus uh, Buffalo with, Buffalo taking the victory this year. And then uh, I've got Buffalo taking down the Colts to go face Tom Brady and taking a wild assumption here. I'm going to say Buffalo takes the, takes the whole Super Bowl this year. 
Josh Allen finally brings home one for Buffalo. The Bills finally beat Brady on the biggest stance, on the biggest stage. Can't see the it. biggest stage. They can't see it. <laughs> every Walmart is gonna. Every Walmart, Target, Super Center is gonna sell out of fucking tables to break. I will Amen. Say Amen. So I, I know I've got some wild assumptions there, but that's just when I went down week to week and and who they've got on their you know in their weapons. That's that's just what it came down to. So not too wild as you think. No, no. I I was just no really sound. shocked with with Kansas City. As much as I hate them. And that frogman looking motherfucker at quarterback. Frog sounding, I, not frog looking. Oh, he looks like, uh, nah, he kind of looks like Kermit. He does look like Kermit. He no, he he looks like a Muppet. It's just not Kermit. He sounds like Kermit. All right, Kay, check the clock. Wow, five minutes to spare. So if you want to sit here and roast me on my picks, let's have so it. you said 45. When did this become 50? No, oh, I, I, I gave I, my, my, my computer's wrong. Okay, go ahead. No, yeah, I'll say it. Like I got to like two fifty. So, if we want to say here, no, your 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 picks are not far off. I like I. I mean, we'll I'll dive into myself once you're gone. But I got Buffalo winning the Super Bowl too, so you're not far off there. The the one that caught up me off guard is Kansas City being fourth in the division. I mean, yourself and Stokes can quote me and back me up on this. I massively predicted Kansas City struggling last year. They ended up doing that in the first half of the season. The the as I talked about last week, the roster got worse. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and uh, now can now Kansas City can't hide behind a fucking coin toss. The Patriots making the playoffs floors me. I I almost put the Kansas City fourth. I didn't, but uh, I'm kind of on board with you there. So well, if you ask me, the most competitive division in the entire NFL is yeah. the AFC West. And well, ungodly, well, ungodly. And they're playing probably the second one, which is the NFC West. So they're just going to beat up on each other. Exactly. So there's going to be a lower like ranking standings in there, like records overall. And uh, I mean, Kelsey lost a step a little bit last year. I would say he wasn't quite as good. And they just got rid of Tyreek Hill. So it's like I could see them. You know, the, de- the defense back. got the defense got worse. The offensive line is weaker. <laughs> so the, the film on Mahomes is there. Yeah. So I could I could yeah. see him being fourth. That division is just so tough. Yeah. So the Chiefs had a great draft, though. If they they I, did have a great draft, but like, is it going to impact immediately? Duffy and Dave? Carl what? Loftus, I love that. But you only I, you only hope that two rookies actually impact probably your team. If you're if you're not the right? Patriots, so like, it that's, to work out, that's considered so. success. When I forget, I forgot where I, I think I saw it on Instagram, but I don't remember who quoted it. But basically, if, at this point, if you take away. Uh, Kels from Pat Mahomes, he has nothing but running. That's all he can do because he doesn't have a reason you call him Kels instead of Kelsey. Oh, I'm not saying Kels. Sorry, Kelsey. Whatever. Yeah, Um, I was. I was going to dive into this. I was going to dive into this when it came around, but I disagree with all this because he's still got weapons, right? So yeah, they draft this guy more. Don't forget that they also got Juju Smith-Schuster. Don't forget that they also got Marcus Valdez Falding or uh, Scantling. Sorry. Aaron um, Rodgers' best friend. All, all Juju does is all Juju does is dance though on the fucking opponent's uh, logo. The yard line, the other yeah. team off so they get their ass kicked. That's and then a, and then he, and then Jackson will go dance on like a memorial of somebody. So <laughs> exactly, Juju, and his wife his wife will throw champagne or milk. Can't wait for him to go to the Pet Tillman so. Memorial and do a Corvette Corvette in Arizona. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but 
I know that he's not as bad as Antonio Brown, but Juju just reminds me of Antonio Brown. Like he's just with half the talent, similar yeah. personalities for with sure. half the talent yeah. for sure. I, I, you, I don't think he's going to be Juju would be a guy who would just walk off mid game, like five games into the season. I'd kind of believe that. Well, they they learn hmm. from each other. They're all from Pittsburgh, then you know, Claypool will eventually take over the Juju that role. So, <laughs> hmm, interesting stuff. Well, Cade, I know you gotta gotta take off here. Um, you got anything to to say to the folks before you head off to training camp with all your friends? Don't go to Chicago. <laughs> that's, that's very sound advice. Very, that is very sound advice. Don't go to Chicago and don't do drugs. Just make your choices. <laughs> and don't drug and buy it. You know what? You know what? Do some drugs. No, Ryan. <laughs> no, stop it. You're trying to influence people with alcohol and ice cream. That's already worse. Jesus. Mm. It's a drug in his own. Yeah. All right. So, well, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I have to leave again uh, early, but I, I thought we wouldn't have to be there till four. And then they were like, yeah, we need to be there at three. I think I think the last time they checked, we were at 13,700 fans are supposed to be there. Cade, you work in the, Cade, you work in the NFL. We're not going to argue with you on it. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. True. All right. Bye, friends. All right. See you, man. Bold. All right. Cool. Fuck so... you, McChesney. <laughs> <All right, cool. laughs> yeah! God damn. Wow. Thank you for that shriek. That sounded wonderful. I'm drunk. <laughs> That's good. Well, let's go ahead. Similar manner. Let's just run through all the divisions when I call on you. And I, I think that that will be the quickest way to get done with this. So, Benner. Because you already kind of gave away a little bit. Run through your divisions. Let's start with the AFC East. Um, man, yeah, absolutely. Um, I got the Bills honestly running away with the division. Got them at fifteen and two. Um, I got the Dolphins finishing number two in the division, but not making the playoffs at eight and nine. Um, I love the coaching stuff that they brought in, some of the changes that they made. I still have some question marks around Tua <laughs> to see if he's a legit quarterback. So we'll see what happens there. With the Patriots, Bill Belichick is still there. Mac Jones is the quarterback. I like that, but they don't have an offensive coordinator. They don't have a defensive coordinator. It's just a little bit questionable and a little bit kind of malfunctioning in Foxborough. So I got them finishing third in the division. Um, the Jets had a tremendous draft, love their coaching staff and all that, but I do not believe that BYU Zach Wilson is the fucking answer. This dude thought he could take on Alabama after he beat my all honor UNA the 70 to nothing. Um, <laughs> so, but other than that, like, I don't, I don't think Zach Wilson's is an answer. I can't believe he got drafted in the first round, but here we are. So I got the Jets finishing at the bottom of that division. All right. And then uh, AFC North uh, got the Bengals winning that division 14 in three. Um, you know, a lot of people were thinking like, are the Bengals going to have that Super Bowl hangover? No, not at all. They went out and they got fucking better. They did the one thing they needed to do. And that was build a stacked offensive, offensive line, line. A, a, around Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's is going to pick up where he left off. That dude's going to come out and just fucking sling the ball. He's going to lead the, the Cincinnati Bengals to the number two seat in the AFC. I do got the Ravens finishing second in the division and making the playoffs. Um, I got the Steelers finishing third because I do. I just love Mike Tomlin as a coach, and even with a questionable 
roster. He can get still get some wins out of those out of that team. Um, I got the Browns finishing dead last of a, barely getting a couple wins just because Cleveland. It's just a fucking shit show over there. Even with Deshaun Watson, he's gonna miss at least half a season. It's just it's just not a good situation. It's just absolutely pure toxic toxicity at it coming out of Cleveland. Um, going into the AFC South, I actually have the Titans and the Colts both finishing 10 and 7 with the Titans getting getting the division just because of just um matchup results. Um I think the Titans like yes, they they lost AJ Brown and a couple in and a couple other pieces. Julio Jones is not a massive impact. Derrick Henry's coming back healthy. Um, so they can run the ball, get right through him. The defense is still pretty solid. The offense line is above average. Um, I think Robert Woods is a is an above average replacement for AJ Brown. I think he gets he doesn't get as much credit as they deserve. I got the Titans winning the division, but I got the Colts making the playoffs as well. Getting in, I think Matt Ryan is a tremendous veteran option for them, riding on the back of Jonathan Taylor in that receiving core and that defense. I think the Colts sneak in. Going to the AFC West, get fucked, Patrick Mahomes, you Muppet-looking motherfucker. Um, Denver wins the division, um, got them as the number three seed in the AFC. Chiefs do finish second. Get in the sixth seed. Chargers are going to Charger and get finished third. And the Raiders, I don't give a fuck what offensive weapons you add. Josh McDaniels is your head coach. Fuck off. Um, so, you know, going into that, you know, we look at the wild card rounds going in. I have the Ravens on the road beating the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Denver beating the Kansas City Chiefs at home for the second time this year because I do have them ending that streak in the Mile High City this year. Um, I got the Bengals winning at home against the um, against the Colts. We go into the divisional round. I got the Bengals beating the Broncos. I think the Bengals are just too high right now and just are riding off. They're just riding that Super Bowl high, especially that they got better. I think they do, unfortunately, beat my Denver Broncos at home. Um, I got Buffalo beating Baltimore as well. I think Baltimore's just too good of a team. Um, I love Josh Allen. I want to see him get one. So I see him going to the AFC Championship against the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's a matchup that we should have got last year if it wasn't for a, for a fucking coin toss. But I do have Buffalo beating Cincinnati at home and will face the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. Word. Word. All right. Nagel, run through your picks. AFC East all the way through to the AFC champion. All right. Um, so let's see. AFC East. I mean, I got Buffalo number one. Um, I mean, they're probably the best team, to be honest. And the NFL right now, so I'm not really going to spend much time on them at all, really. Um, then I have the Patriots, number two. Um, I think there might be a little sophomore slump there, the quarterback position, um, but there's, I mean, they have one, they're the, pretty much the best head coach in the league, so they're still going to be good there. Um, then I have the Jets, number three. I kind of like the Jets wide receiver core here. I, again, Wilson, I'm not exactly sure on him that's where my issue would be i know a bunch of uh 40 plus year olds who might be sure on him yeah well yeah well at least his mom's friends at least you he's know? got, he's got heart. Mm-hmm. how good is he at the actual market of um else 
So I don't know. And then I have the Dolphins finishing dead last. Um, I don't know. I I don't think they should have got rid of Brian Flores. I think he did a great job with the Dolphins the past couple of years. I feel like the Dolphins were trying to tank a lot, and Flores was still Preach. taking them to the to the playoffs. So they got. I mean, taking a team that wasn't supposed to be even playoff com, like competitive, and he's over here doing that, and then you get rid of the guy. I think it's a mistake. I don't know about um, Tua, um, and especially don't know about Tua because of the way how Hill is just pumping him up. He's like creating these high. He's good, guys. I swear, he's good. There, yeah, there's no way he's gonna. And then, and then the media guy got fired because he clearly underthrew Hill. I love Hondas. Nobody wants to drive a BMW. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they had that media video of, oh, look at this connection between Hill and Tua, and it was an underthrow. And then they were like, why would you post that? Everyone was laughing at it. That media guy got fired. So, um, funny thing about Mike McDaniels, though, as a new head coach, is I was listening to like a Browns uh, radio, and they were talking about how, like, when he was there with Mike Shanahan and stuff. He's like a very smart guy, though, which that's kind of interesting, I guess. He's like just very well knowledge. Um, and they're like, you'd walk up to him and you just like talk, start talking about like pandas and stuff and just go off on pandas. They could just different animals and you just start talking about like random stuff. So, like, my my, my, my Daniels is like one of the most random, random ass yeah. motherfuckers in the NFL. But like, if you actually talk football with him, he's like one of the most smartest, most analytical guys when, he, when he it comes just, to everything. He knows everything. Yeah. So, We'll see how that goes. I still think they might be in the Sean um, McFay, right? Is that a uh, yeah the old Saints head coach? I think I think that's still maybe their long term thing. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's one and done there. To be honest, um, we'll see where that goes. Uh, let's see the NFC North here. Um, yep. So I actually just changed up my rankings here just a minute ago. Um, so I do have the Bengals finishing first. Um, I do think they have a little bit of a hangover. Um, the problem with the NFC North is they're going to be beating up on the NFC South and the NFC East during the here. So I think it's going to be a this is going to be a pretty a little bit closer of a uh, division than you would think. Um, I do have the Browns finishing second and making it in there as a wild card. Um, I think even with Prescott starting, say the first eight you games, I don't think Ida or Jacoby. Yeah, I don't think. He's going to be fine. Um, if you look back at, like, previous years, um, like, last year the Browns barely missed the playoffs, and Baker was throwing seven – he threw 17 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Um, the last stop Jacoby played, he threw 18 touchdowns, six interceptions. So, just – he's not going to turn the ball over. Um, they have a – they're very four, – the four first games are very easy. Then it gets a little bit harder in the middle. Um, so, it just all depends on how long the suspension is. Um that, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, it's eight games, to be honest. I don't think it's going to be much more than that. I also think – I have a hot take, but I think the results are going to come out right now. I think they're saying early this next week, but I think they might do it right before week one and just drop it right there, drop the bad news, then football starts right away, and then everyone just forgets about it because they just move on. So I think that's where – I think we're just where we like, find out what this um, suspension is. And I just don't think it's going to be as bad as everyone thinks. Um, I have the Steelers finishing third. I had them originally last, but my problem is Mike Tomlinson has never had a losing record in 15 years as the head coach. I think, um, he, I think he gets his first this year just because that roster is just so questionable. It is, it, well, that was my problem. It's so bad. The quarterback, it's, but I, I, every time I say, 
all right, the Steelers are going to suck this year. Ben's lost it, you know, whatever. It's they find a way to finish eight and eight or eight, not, or, you know, a winning record or eight and eight, but he, you know, so I, I just had a trouble putting them there last. Here's the, I had thing. To put the- Here's the thing. I don't mean to interrupt you, Jared. Yeah. Is, um, I a hundred percent believe the Steelers finished with a losing record this year, but I have zero belief that Mike Tomlin's job is in danger. Oh no. And I, no, if, they, if they have a losing record, I still think it's going to be, like I guess I think this division this, the rankings, like the standings, are going to be really close. I don't think it's going to be anyone like runs away with it. Because so I had them, the at, I, record, I had them at seven and ten. So it's like that's what I would say. I would say that's where it'd be. Like they're going to be like right underneath it. Um, I have the Ravens finishing last. Um, I'm a little worried about like the Lamar Jackson contract. Um, like doesn't seem like the Ravens are too eager to get anything done. Doesn't seem like Lamar Jackson's too eager to get anything done. You got to question it. Um, wide receivers don't want to play with Lamar Jackson. Like there's a reason for that because he's more of a running quarterback. Uh, I don't know. I think there just might be some stuff going on there. They still have a great defense. So I don't know. It, that could be completely wrong. Like I said, uh, let's see that. AFC NFC, South. Yeah. AFC South. I got the Colts. Number one. Um, I think it all depends on Matt Ryan. Um, I don't know. We'll see how he goes. I mean, he's got to be just as good as, uh, once last year, so we'll see. Um, did you guys know that uh, Demarius Le- Leonard changed his name? Shaquille. Yes, <laughs> that came out this week. So he's he wants to go right. by Shaquille now. Um, I have the Titans finishing number two. You know they've lost some wide re- they've lost wide receivers. Um, so now it's going to be all on Henry's back. But I still think they they fall through and still end up finishing second. And then I have Jacksonville three. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence will be back. Actually, he'll be better this year now that he's got an actual coach. <laughs> and then uh, you got ETN coming back too, which isn't the biggest upgrade because Robertson was still really good. And then I have the Texans again. They're at the very bottom. I just I think they're basically tanking again. They're they're just shit fire. Um, mm-hmm. So AFC West, I got the Chargers. Um, number one, um, followed by the chiefs. I really wanted to put the chiefs lower. I just, I just couldn't do it. Um, and then I got the Raiders down there. Um, I think if the Raiders didn't have a new coaching staff, I probably would have put them over the chiefs to be honest. And then I have the Broncos last. I don't know. There's something about Sussel Wilson. I'm just not quite sure about. So, uh, Jared, you just killed any chances of a friendship we had, man. Hey, I, I, I think the Broncos have a great team. I just also think the division is so tough. Again, it's like they're going to be beating up on each other. It's, it's I don't know. I, I, bottom three. Three. I think it's Chargers first, and then I think the bottom three. Fun fact on Russell Wilson, too. I saw a Nuggets game, like, right after he'd been traded, and they put him down on the floor, and they're like, oh, throw a pass to a dude, like, seven rows up in the stand. It was the wobbliest fucking pass. It looked like if I'd thrown him with my left hand. He is, he's just so fake. It's. I don't know. I don't. It's there's something about him. I just don't. And I liked him coming out of college. Um, at the time, I actually wanted the Panthers to draft him as the backup for Cam Newton, but that was back then. Um, so if I go to my playoffs here, so I have the Bills number one, I have the Chargers two, um, Colts three, uh, Bengals four, Chiefs five, Browns six, Titans seven. Um, and then I have the in the wild card round. I have the Chargers winning. I have the Browns upsetting the Colts, the Chiefs upsetting the Bengals. And then I have in the divisional round. I have the Bills beating the Browns, which is going to be a great uniform. 
game. Browns will be white on top, orange <laughs> pants, and the Bills will be blue top, white on bottom. We almost got it last year if it wasn't for the Chiefs. Um, Henny running the ball to secure the first down there at the in the divisional game over the Browns, which was a shame. And then I have so for the championship, I have the Bills beating the Chargers 34 to 28 to go on and play the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. And then did we say our Super Bowl winner? Uh, we'll save that till the end. Okay. All right. I'll wait on that then. So that's that's what I got going for the AFC right now. Word. Because McChesney's chomping at the bits. Run through it. Who's your AFC East champion? Oh, God. It's like tearing my soul out of my throat. The <laughs> Buffalo Bills are going to go 15-2, and 5-1 and one in the division. And no, they're not losing to the Patriots. I don't know what else to say. The Dolphins, I got them in second. 10-7, 3-3 in the division. They'll miss the playoffs, just barely. The Patriots, third place. 9-8, though. They're going to have a winning record because Bill Belichick's going to build Belichick, and they're going to win some games that they shouldn't, but they're not good enough to like actually matter in the playoffs. So this is going to be a true step-back year for them. Uh, it's going to be just a year to get guys on the table, see where things fit. And then hopefully next year when we have, uh, I think we're like top five in cap space next year, we make another splash and uh, we get rid of some of the older guys. A lot of the newer guys come in and they're ready to go. And the Patriots are looking battle ready for 2023. Uh, last place, the Jets, five and 12, significant improvement from last year, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's one whole game. 13. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's going to feel like a better team. You know, that, that one game is a big difference. When you win only four or less, you're like a dog shit team. If you, if you win five games, you're like, OK, like, you know, yeah, you had something there. I think the, the cheering Jets, section's going to be fun. You're like the five to ten draft pick, which is really all you can ask for. Oh, yeah, they're second. They're second to last in this conference. Yeah. But it, it's going to feel better. Like this, the AFC is loaded. Five wins in a loaded AFC what are you going to do? The Jets, the Jets are on the come up. It might take them a little bit longer than like the Patriots after a step back, but we'll see in the AFC North. And I might be going out of order, but this is just how it's lined up for me. So no, yeah, that's good. Uh, the Bengals, I have them winning 13 and four. I'm surprised that I had it this way. Um, in my head, it was different, but they're the second seed 13 and four nice little bounce back after a Super Bowl loss that nobody even saw them like in the playoffs at the beginning of the year. So we'll see if that defense gets a little better. Joe Burrow might finally get some protection. Uh, at the fifth seat, I have the Ravens only one game back at 12 and five. This Ravens team is good. They, they just need a receiver and, and they're going to, they're golden. Lamar Jackson. I think he's fine. Sure. You can rag him all you want for being a running quarterback. Da, 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 da. I really don't care. He has an MVP next to his name, and he's has one of the most insane win-loss records in the league right now. I, I just can't bet against him. I think if this Ravens team stays healthy and the defense is just as good as it was last year, there's no way they finish with below 10 wins. The Steelers, 8-9, and nine, Mike Tomlin's first losing record. Um, the, the Steelers team, it's just there's too many questions that I, I just can't buy into it. And with the Browns, I have them seven and 10. Uh, I did this assuming that Deshaun Watson would be suspended six games. So I think they started out like two and eight for me. So they finished off strong. Uh, the Browns have a solid team. It's just that losing Watson's a big deal. 
And um, Jacoby Brissett, while a fine spot starter, you don't want him starting for more than like three games. So yeah, it's just too much for the Browns to make up for, and uh, they'll 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 sit at seven and ten. In the West, here's where I piss off Benner. The Broncos are good, but until they prove me wrong, the Chiefs are the team to beat in this division. Get fucked. The Chiefs will go twelve and five. Uh, it's a step back from last year, but uh, I mean, un- until they prove me that uh, they they're you know not the team to beat in this division, it's going to stay that way. Uh, the Broncos, though, eleven and six, one game back, they make the playoffs at the sixth seed. Uh, the Raiders also eleven and six, but they are the eighth spot and they miss the playoffs. Hmm. Um, the Chargers a little bit higher than I thought I had them, ten and seven. I'm not that high on them. I I think they're just going to charger it up. It, it's just it's just the way it goes. They play six. They play seventeen road games, and, and <laughs> I just don't get it. Um, and couldn't even I'm sell getting... out a soccer stadium too. So. Yeah, right. They couldn't. Sell... What was that stadium called? In LA? Oh, it's where the LA Galaxy played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God. And they couldn't even sell that out. And I think there was only sixteen thousand seats available, like that first year they were in uh, in LA. So, Christ, that's bad. Yeah. Um, uh, in the NFCs, in the, not the NFC, AFC South, um, this is going to piss Kate off. I got the Titans still winning it, 11-6. Team's still good. I, I, I'm with them there. I love Robert Woods. I hope he comes back strong. Traylon Burks, uh, although kind of a athletic miscreant at his days in Arkansas, um, I think he's basically what you can expect. Like, like he, They traded A.J. Brown just to get a diet A.J. Brown. And what I mean diet, I mean seafood diet. Um, I, I'm really high on Traylon Burks. So Crab legs. If he can get it together, I think that uh, he'll be just fine for them. But the Colts, seventh seed, 11-6, easy division. Uh, Matt Ryan's going to lift this team up to another level, and I think they're going to be a really competitive team. They're not going to lose to Jacksonville late in the season. Uh, Jeremy, uh, congratulations. You are not the last team in the AFC South. The bad news <laughs> is you're still 3-14. and 14. <laughs> two games better than I expected this would be this year. Let's go. Woo! Uh, two wins against the Jags. Love I, love, I love Brandon Cooks. I love Damian Pierce. I love Brevin Jordan. That's it. I, I don't know what else to say about you guys. Uh, Not a whole I, lot else to say other than fire Lovey Smith. Let's go. It's when you get you guys are going to hire Josh McCown next year anyway, so it'll be fine. Yeah, three um, coaches in three years. Let's do it. And I have Jacksonville two and fifteen. Prove me otherwise. Your roster looks solid. Trevor Lawrence supposed to be this generational quarterback. Just show me. That's all I want you to do. Show me. Show me how you can do it. Um. So playoff standings. You got Buffalo at one, Cincy at two, Chiefs at three, Titans at four, five. You have Baltimore. Six. You have the Broncos. And seven. You have the Colts. No playoff team lower than eleven and six. In the wild card, you have the Titans and the Ravens taking go, going against each other again. I got the Ravens. Uh, the Chiefs and the Broncos in Arrowhead in the wild card. A, th- a third divisional game. And this is where I'll make Benner happy. Broncos take it in Arrowhead. Fuck you, Muppet! I'll, I, make up for, I make up for you guys losing the division by a game by giving you the playoff win. Back to life. I was pretty... I was kind of asleep there. I'm not going to lie. I hope that, I hope that serves well to you, Ryan. <laughs> Yeah. 
Um, Bengals and Colts in the wild card. I'm taking the Bengals. Uh, the Colts are good. Not that good. In the divisional round, you have the Ravens and Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals, uh, the Bills, and Broncos. This is where the Russell Wilson train comes to a screeching halt. Give me the Bills as much as it kills me to say it. And, Benner, if this actually happens, I will be pulling for you guys. I mean, I, at the same time, I'm not. if we're going up against the Bills and the Bills beat us, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be shocked on that one. It's just, it, It's just part of life on that one. And in the conference game, you have the Bills against the Bengals. I'm taking the Bills. I, I, I'd really be pulling for the Bengals here. But, again, the Bills are just a train that just cannot be stopped by anything but a coin flip. And now that that coin flip is um, at least delayed another drive, it's not, that, it's not that effective of a rule change, in my opinion. But they will uh, – they will, uh, get that monkey off their back and get into the Super Bowl to play their arch nemesis, Tom Brady, who has a 33 and three record against them career. I think it's the most wins that a quarterback has against any other team. Hmm. And they're not going to get it done. The bucks are going to Brady's going to improve that record. 34. What the hell? We were saving Super Bowl picks. Oh, sorry. Go with it. Sorry. Go with it. Brady gets ring eight goes off in sunset. Yeah. Oh God! And that's the end of the world, right there. That it is, right? Yep, we all cry. We all cry. Exactly. All right, Jeremy Phelps, AFC East. Give us the whole rundown. Yeah, yeah. I'll condense this. So for me, I agree with everybody else on the Bills. I think they're the team to beat right now. Um, I love what they did in the draft. Raheem Blackshear and James Cook at running back, great additions. They actually added Duke Johnson as well at running back because that was their biggest position in need. So now they have, counting in Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, five running backs, all of whom are fairly decent. Um, added Jameson Crowder and Tavon Austin, the wide receiver core as well. But for me, the biggest moves, and they kind of went underneath the radar here, they added Shaq Lawson and Von Miller this offseason too on the defense. So for me, the Bills are a team to beat, not only in the AFC, but the NFL. Um, going with that as well, in the AFC East, I've got – Dolphins at two. Um, I don't think Tua will finish the season as the quarterback. I think Teddy Bridgewater, who's basically a poor man's Tua, will finish the season there. Quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. You're not getting any better. You're not getting any worse, but he's there. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, at least he can walk. He's he's a guy – He's a guy who's been very strategic about where he signs. He always goes to a place where it's, he knows he's going to play by the end of the year. He's Ryan Fitzpatrick. That if, if Teddy didn't get injured, he's, there's a good chance he's still the Minnesota Vikings quarterback. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. he's, he's Ryan Fitzpatrick without the beard, though, is really what it comes down to in 2022. Um, just goes to places where he knows he'll start. He'll start for 15 teams before his career is over like Fitzy did. Um, so I've got the Dolphins two. I've got New England three. Um, I'm not on the Mac Jones bandwagon the way everybody else is. I think he throws five yard passes down the field. I think Bailey Zap can do that too. I'm team Zap all the way. Fuck Mac Jones. <laughs> and then the Jets. I actually I love the draft the Jets had. I really do. Um, you know, I think picking up guys like Brees Hall. I think picking up guys like uh, Jermaine Johnson. I think picking up guys like Sauce Gardner are huge. Yeah, I also. We'll yeah, exactly. I'm sold on Salah as a coach. I think Salah's a really good coach. I'm not sold on their quarterback like everybody else, and here's why. If you look at the all-time greats, they wait until their career is over to do stupid shit. Peyton Manning didn't have the issue with the trainers in Tennessee until after he retired. <laughs> um, what? Yeah, Joe, Joe, you didn't hear about that? Oh, he sexually assaulted athletic trainers in Tennessee. 
Oh, oh no, I know all about that. He used to hang out in women's locker rooms when he was a student at Tennessee. Yeah, but none of that came out until after he'd retired. He found a way to hide it, right? That's Look true. At Broadway Joe. It's, Joe called, it's called Arch Manning. Archie Manning. Excuse me. I'm not blaming the I'm not blaming the nephew. I blame the dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> you look at Broadway Joe. Broadway Joe didn't try to rape Susie Colbert on the air until after he'd retired. And I'm sure when Brady retires for a fifth time now, he probably did some shady shit too, but he kept it hidden. Zach Wilson it, can't do that. That's why he's not going to be the guy there. They're going to finish fourth in that division. Caleb, you keep Texas's star child out of your fucking mouth. I forgot. Uh, yeah, he is a he is a Longhorn, isn't he? About to be. Um, so for me, moving on to the the AFC North, I mean, I've got Baltimore number one for a few different reasons. Um, and they're kind of reasons that haven't been mentioned yet. One, J.K. Dobbins coming back off an ACL tear is huge. Dobbins is their guy at running back. He gives them another factor that they didn't have before there. Two, I love the draft that they had. Um, you know, I love David Ojabo coming on. I love Kyle Hamilton. They picked up a couple other good players as well. I really like what they did in the draft. And then three for me. Baltimore's given son, uh, who came back from coaching with his brother, John Harbaugh, their new defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, as a Michigan Wolverines fan, I'm sold. I think they're going to have the best defense in the NFL this year. He brought two Wolverines with him. Um, I think they're going to be legit on the defensive end, and then Dobbins coming back, for me, puts them as the one there. I've got Cincy, too. Um, like everybody said, I think them improving their offensive line is going to do wonders for them. Um, so I've got them as the two seed there. I like Cleveland ahead of Pittsburgh, and here's why. I think with Deshaun out six to eight games, Jacoby Brissett will win three or four of those games. They'll definitely um, they'll definitely win week one against the Panthers, even with Baker pissed off. He'll try to do too much. They'll be three and five or four and four with Deshaun coming back. They'll finish with 11 or 12 wins this year. Um, they could be a playoff team. I don't have them there, but I do think they'll have a good year. And then for me, Pittsburgh – until they can find um, a football the size of a Nerf ball for Kenny Pickett to throw with, I'm not sold on them. Until women just stop having boobs, Titty Trubisky is going to stop being distracted. So I don't have the Steelers doing anything worth a damn this year. Titties. <laughs> for the AFC South, I've got Indy. Um, Jonathan Taylor, yes, best running back in the league. I also think that uh, Matt Ryan has kind of gotten short on the stick the past few years. He's a pretty decent quarterback. He single-handedly took the Falcons to the Super Bowl a few years ago, and he's not a bad quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. True. Tennessee, uh, I don't like the moves they made this offseason. I don't like them giving away A.J. Brown. Traylon Burks was able to participate in three drills in his first practice before going to throw up from heat poisoning, even though he's from Arkansas, which doesn't make any sense. I'm not sold the, on him. The big rock, the little rock big rocks. Shout out to them. Golly. There it is. There I'm it also, is. How to do it, Stokesy. <laughs> I've never been and I never will be sold on Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback. I think by week 14, Malik Wills is their guy. I think they get better with Wills. I think they make the playoffs, which I'll get to, but I don't think they make it out of the first round because Tannehill's not the answer there. Um, after them, I've got uh, Houston over Jacksonville just because Houston beat Jacksonville last year despite how bad they were. I think there's still a lot of issues in Jacksonville. I think them cutting a kicker already for shanking three warm-up field goals after they drafted him just shows the state of that organization. I'm also not sold on Trevor Lawrence, never have been, never will be. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. I think he had a decent freshman year, and that's about it. He didn't really play too much after that. He was on the best team in the country. He had a lot of weapons around him. The same reason quarterbacks from Alabama, Tua, have never been good is because they had too many weapons around them in college. It doesn't expose their flaws. 
And then for me, the AFC West, uh, I went a little bit different route than a lot of you guys on this one. I actually went with Nagel. I got the Chargers winning the whole thing. Um, I got the Chargers winning the AFC West, and the reason why is because not only were they in a lot of one-possession losses last year, but if you look at their roster, they bulked up their defense, which is the reason they lost those games. Herbert was already the answer. Not only did they add Cleo Mack, which is a huge pickup, very under the radar, they also picked up Kyle Van Oy. So their linebacking and defensive front are very, very good this season. I can confirm that Kyle Van Noy sucks. <laughs> I can confirm that when he goes out there and has eight sacks this year, he's going to do pretty well for a team that needs him to do what he's going to do. Um, so I got the Chargers one. I got the Chiefs two. I hear what you guys are saying, but for me, bringing in Valdez uh, Scantling, bringing in Sky Moore, bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster, I think is enough weapons to make up for losing Tyreek Hill. I think they're going to be just fine and make the playoffs as a wild card. I think they'll be the five. Um, but I think they're in a really good spot to compete in that division. I've got Denver next. I really, really like their running game. I think that uh, Williams and Gordon are a really good one-two combo. I don't like their receiving core. Yes, they have Cortland Sutton. I'm not sold on Hamler. I'm not sold on Judy. They don't have a tight end because they traded Fonts away. They really don't have anybody to catch balls thrown by Russell Wilson. And then I got to kind of agree with everybody else. The Raiders here, after making the playoffs last year, bottom of the division, I'm not sold on them. I just – I don't think they have the weapons that everybody else in that division does. They've got a really solid roster. It's just like it, – it just kind of feels like a bunch of players. It, there's, yeah. there's not a whole lot of mix there. And then you have Josh well, McDaniels. They, I'm, not, I'm not about to take Josh McDaniels serious. I saw that motherfucker for two years straight. Fuck that dude. Try seeing him for basically my entire life. You saw him differently. You saw him as an offensive coordinator. I, I saw him as a him fucking head coach. by Tom Brady. I saw that motherfucker as a head coach and cuts out Kyle Wharton on a sideline on a Thursday night Thanksgiving game. So they made the playoffs last year. They're not making it this year. It has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with everybody else. And the rest of their division getting that strong for me is the reason why they won't go there. Um, wild card wise, I've got Cincy and Kansas City. Uh, I think Kansas City will probably be the six behind Cincy as the five. And then behind that, it's tough for me, um, but I've got probably Tennessee in that final spot there over a really good Denver team, which I do think will have a pretty good year. I just think as good as their defense was the start of the year last year, I think they got exposed as the season went on. I think it's going to catch them as the season goes on here. Um, so those are my playoff picks. And then for me, I mean, with everybody else, the Bills, I got the Bills winning the whole thing over the Bucks. I just, I don't know. I think they've added too many weapons. I think they're too good not to take it home. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. So here's how everything's really going to play down. You guys were mostly <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So uh, AFC East, you guys are spot on. Uh, the table breakers are going to break that division. It's going to be great. No, it's not. Um, yeah. Well, maybe not for you. Uh, one of the Brady's first, I think it was Brady's first loss to the Bills. I was on a uh, booze cruise in New York. And uh, to the was Bills, it that week one 31 does nothing blowout where Brady threw four picks and this the Sports Illustrated cover the next week was Brady diving at the big fat tub of lard running down the field. Yeah, it was something like that. It that was, was the uh, lawyer Malloy game, yeah. Yeah, and Brady said, Watch me toss this trophy. <laughs> yeah, and I gotta say, uh, people in uh central New York love them some bills, so um, I don't remember much of the rest of that day, so let's go, Bills. Let's break some tables. AFC North, I believe Jeremy had it right with the Ravens coming out 
as division champs there. Um, but mostly because I think uh, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin, uh, if you've never really seen him in stressful situations, he gets these bug eyes going <laughs> and they like come like out of his skull kind of and just kind of encompass everything. So I think he's going to have. Yes, exactly. I think he's going to do that to the rest of the division and just fuck everybody else up at least a little bit. It's going to be a trash division. Browns are going to win one game because Deshaun Watson's a piece of shit. He hasn't gotten hit in a, a number of years. I'll put, I'll put, I'll put money that they win more than one game. If you want to do that? <laughs> no, nah, I don't bet on sports. I, I'll do, I'll do that in the first four weeks. They'll win more than one game. Yeah, hey, you get one. You get one. I like that. So, uh, next up, AFC South. I'm picking the Colts. To, for no real reason there. Um, yeah, they're not Ooh. the te- they're not the Texans. They're not the Jaguars. And I really think that the Titans are. They're so dependent on like two or three key pieces offensively and defensively. And if one of them goes down, it's a shit show. And I really think that that's going to finally come to Tennessee. Um, AFC West, I'm going in a completely different direction from everybody. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Um, yeah. For, for, no, for no fucking reason Let's other go. than to piss people off. Um, uh, you know, there's going to be ghosts of previous owners going and gambling and shit. And, you know, it's just that I think that Las Vegas is going to turn itself into a trap for other AFC West opponents. There's going to be a rest out to Wazoo. It's going to be phenomenal to follow up their AFC West championship. They're going to go circa Al Davis years and draft a kicker with like the seventh overall pick this year. No, 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 not just a kicker, but a kicker who runs like a four three forty. Okay. <laughs> so your so your theory though is every time a away team comes into Vegas, they're going to be ruined just by Vegas, the yes. city. Yes. Yes. Okay. The true twelfth man is going to show up. Speed the true twelfth. It's, it's the thirteenth man. The runs. city actually, just actually the city, not the fans. The twelfth is the fans. The city is just its own thirteenth player. The Spearman Rhino, the best twelfth man in the league. <laughs> Yeah, you guys thought that Deshaun Watson sexually assaulted a lot of people. Just wait till the shit that comes out of Vegas this year when they're division champs. It's going to be uh, terrifying. Chandler uh, Jones is going to overdose on synthetic weed again. It's going to be as bad as <laughs> it's going to be as bad as the Henry Ruggs Vegas Five Hundred. <laughs> oof, oof! Speed kills, baby. That's the Raider motto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time I was in Vegas, I saw a homeless Spider Man fight a homeless Hulk guy. The home, homeless Spider-Man one. So um, I think Great. that's going to happen here. It. Yeah, you, you really do. While in a bubblegum shrimp, too. So Sp- Spider-Man, Spider-Man 4, no home at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the uh, wild card picks, I got uh, the Pats, the Chiefs, and the Broncos. Because, you know, there will be just enough people left out of jail on those teams. And I think that they're going to be good enough. Um, but who ends up winning the AFC? Fuck if I know. Let's just go with the Bills and give everybody their day. How about that? There we go. So we're all breaking tables now. So Super Bowl winners. Let's start off. Benner, who is the Super Bowl matchup? Who ends up winning? I got the Bills, man. I got the Bills bringing home the the, Super, the Lombardi Trophy for the first time. Um, Josh Allen is too good of a quarterback. They're built to win. 
they just run some bad luck the last couple of years. I think they go in, take on the Los Angeles Rams, and Josh Allen just gets it done. All right. All right. Nagel, who you got? Uh, I'm the same. Uh, so I have the Buccaneers and the Bills in the Super Bowl, and I have the Bills winning 28-24. And Tom Brady will be on a different team next year. Hopefully unemployed. No, McChesney. I think, oh. I, say, I, think, I think he goes to the 49ers. Yeah, good Why? luck with that with Trey Lance. Um, he is from Cali. Like so. he you, is. Mean you, wouldn't, you wouldn't bring him in to win a Super Bowl? I think they Brady doesn't want to play Lance. in Cali. No, he does. He definitely wants to play the 49ers. He wants to play in Miami. He wants to go be an owner in Miami and play in Miami and be under Sean Payton. I think he grew, he grew up a 49ers fan, so I think he would take the 49ers over the – You're telling me Giselle wouldn't be awful about Fashion Week 2023? He goes to San Francisco. Agree. Listen, all I know is that if Tom Brady goes to Miami, he's basically fucking retired and has bought just a just some property down there and it's just like just making – Yeah, like the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the property he bought. Yeah, yeah but... he bought Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah, he's got, he's got some timeshares down there. It just ended up being Hard Rock. <laughs> that would be great. Just the retired Tom Brady slinging fucking useless timeshares. That'd be great. I would love to see it. He's Speaking of which, though, bro, so I wouldn't put it past him. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. God damn it. McDesney, <laughs> go for it. Yeah, I spoiled it a little bit earlier, but Buccaneers, Bills. Bills can't beat Tom. It's not happening. Brady's taking home ring eight, and I think he retires. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Jeremy. I said already, I got Bills over Bucks. If Brady plays a 97 season the following year, I'll take Bucks over Bills because I think he doesn't lose two Super Bowls in a row. But I mean, for me, it's the Bills should have been in it this year. Roger Goodell hates the fans. So, you know, you got that wrong. It's 49ers over Bills then because he doesn't <laughs> lose two in a row. <laughs> My bad, guys. Niners over Bills in 2024. Calling it now. Way, way too early predictions. Benner? Benner already went, didn't he? I got him kind of saying Buffalo already. Yeah, already went. Look, yeah, I may be drunk, yeah, but I already went. Shit. You went earlier, early on. I, I get I, Buffalo, so. I, 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 went, I may be drunk off my ass, but I know for sure I went first and said Buffalo gets the yeah. win. He All said right. Bills over Box. You're up, Stussy. I right. said Bills over Rams. Bills over Rams. Bills so far, I think, except Bills. for Caleb. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna go with the Bucks for yeah, a lot Stussy. of the same, a lot of the same reasons. I'm gonna be uh, obnoxious in your class. Please, <laughs> please don't. Please, God, don't. Yeah, it, it's gonna be the Bucks. Um, yeah, yeah, and then Al Davis's ghost is going to haunt everybody at the Super Bowl. Janet Jackson is going to run out there shirtless, and it's just going to be a whole shit show. I can't Justin wait for Timberlake's it. going to be like running after her. Yeah. <laughs> what? yeah. And, and then Bad Bunny's going to be there with that one kid from the Thanksgiving Day float about six or seven years ago that was just dabbing. Who had anyone, no idea what he was doing. Anyone so. know where the Super, where's the Super Bowl this year? Arizona. I think. I think it's Arizona. Super Bowl, Arizona? Okay. Cliff Kingsbury will be drunk off his ass on the sideline, just like hitting on every cheerleader for both teams. Do you think they put fireplaces like <laughs> right on the field and stuff in the end zone? Yeah, uh, it'll you be see, great. 
You used to see Kyler Murray in the back of one of the end zones just, like, watching the game on a giant TV with, like, a notepad. <laughs> he, he just plays it on a controller, you know? Yeah, you got to give that kid something to do. All right, let's go ahead and wrap things up with the Alex Moran Player of the Week for this week. So each week, we ask our panelists to find what we call the Alex Moran Player of the Week. Criteria is simple. We're looking for an individual or group of folks who want to live their best life, the true backup life, all the glory, none of the work. Benner, let's start with you, just because I, I want to hear you talk. Who's your nomination for the Alex oh, Moran Player of the Week? Oh, I'm so fucked up. Um, well, that's good. Are you the Alex Moran Player of the Week? I might be, but I'm going to nominate Puppy Monkey Baby and yes. from the the mascot from that atrocious. Uh, Mountain Dew Super Bowl commercial when they launched their kickstart um, drink. Uh, the reason why I bring them up is if you are on LinkedIn and if you are somewhat of a professional, obviously I am not. Um, one of the uh, an employee from PepsiCo posted on LinkedIn this week just the puppy monkey um, like statue model, whatever you want to call it, and like posted it on LinkedIn for the world to see. And basically just bragged about how like Pumpy Monkey Baby is present in their office and all over the business, all over the office building. Listen, man, Puppy Monkey Baby is lives in my fucking nightmares. The first thing I ever, the first time I ever saw that motherfucker, it was four o'clock in the morning on a hangover when I decided to get on YouTube and I saw that commercial about a week and a half before the Super Bowl. You should not be celebrating Puppy Monkey Baby, but he brings absolute terror to the world. And because of that, because he has returned, he is the Alex Moran Player of the Week. Fantastic, Jay Phelps. Who you got? So for my Alex Moran player of the week this week, I actually have an entire country. Uh, and the Great. entire country that I have is the country of Russia. So I saw three different news stories this week involving Russia that I feel like kind of sum up being a backup for your entire life. One is that Putin was asked, their leader of this whole country, about his shirtless horse picks. And his response was that Western leaders would look disgusting if they had shirtless picks. So, because you know, he does too. Exactly. So, you know, shots Dude, fired I, there I, about don't like, know, uh, I didn't know if I needed Joe Biden licking an ice cream cone on top of a horse, but I think I kind of want to see it now. I <laughs> never want to see that in Putin, my life. It would be disgusting. Listen, so, Jack. It would be. <laughs> Here's the deal. They, they give out like a calendar, you know, like those uh, firefighter calendars or whatever. It's just these old, decrepit world leaders. So it's just a bunch of fucking old white people. On a donkey. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ, that would be so awful. While I, so while I don't disagree that yeah, Trump and Biden would probably also look disgusting on the back of camels shirtless. You know, that was step one. Step two is I also saw uh, a story this week that a chess playing robot breaks a child's finger at a Moscow event. Yo, didn't I send that link to the chat? Yeah, you did. I did. All right. Well, I didn't. Re- I didn't read it. But anyway. Um, I did read it from my own story. Stolen Valor. Stolen Valor. Well, there's more to it. It's one of three. And so uh, not only did I find out that this robot was not owned by the country of Russia, but rented, (laughs) but it didn't break his finger bad enough. This kid wasn't able to finish this chess tournament the following day. Um, But finally for me, and this is the one that kind of sums up why Russia is my Alex Moran player of the week. The article's titled, Scammers Arrested After Live Streaming Fake IPL from Farmer's Field to Con 
gamblers in Russia. Long story short, what happened is a bunch of dudes in India carved out like a cricket field inside of a farmer's crops, live streamed it to Russia. And because Russia is such degenerate gamblers, they believed it was real cricket, bet on it, and every single one of them lost because they just went ahead and just shifted the odds to be, oh, there's a million dollars this way? Well, then we're going to throw the game that way. And Russia as a country got conned by the entire country of India. That's my Alex Moran player of the week. I love it. I love oh, it. yeah, you love to see it. They came in second in the Cold War, too. Yeah, so fuck you, Ruskies. Nice pick. Nice pick. Nagel, and I think you got a little show and tell for us. Hopefully I got you set up all right. Get it on. he mute. has himself right. I, yeah, I, I can't help with the mute, man. Uh-oh. Oh, here comes the TV. Oh, man. This isn't Cocomelon. Let me, uh, let me unmute myself real quick. Um, so this is Colorado pitcher <laughs> Jose Urena here. Um, he's going to have a little trouble throwing the ball to first base here. So let's just go ahead and play this video real quick. Ooh! <laughs> we're we're, we're going to play it one more time in case you missed it. Yeah, let's do a little play-by-play here. here so the go. pitcher goes yeah. off. He gets the ball. The third baseman runs up right on his shoulder. And as the pitcher goes to throw the ball, he basically jacks up the third baseman over his left shoulder. I've given money to this franchise. Okay, so, so the funny thing about this is, and then he pitched again this past Thursday, and I was actually at the game, and it was a shit show. Um, <laughs> 11 nothing in the third. They were playing the Dodgers, so I, I'll, I'll give them that. But he was afraid to throw the ball to first base. And I understand why, because he is afraid his third, ba- or his third baseman is going to run over him. There was one time the ball came back up to him, and then he sprinted to first base. Like, the ball was on the third base side. He sprinted to first base to beat the first base ru- or beat the base runner, which was like, he should have thrown that one. That was like one you definitely throw to your first baseman. But no, he was afraid to throw it. And then later on, he actually decided to throw it to, third, or to first base and just threw the, the shittiest ball ever, and it got away for another error. So th- he, he definitely has some issues because this play fucked him up. Errors for days. And one more time, what was the name of this pitcher? Uh, Jose. Jose Urania. For fuck's sake. Nice. Pretty Make- sure that also knocked him out of the lineup for a while, too, because he's like one and four right now, and we're past the all-star break. Yeah, his, uh, yeah, he was only like two for – he was two for three with like an ERA of like three. So it seemed like it, – it, it wasn't that bad a stat. So, yeah, I think he might have got injured on this play. <laughs> yeah, that – that was special. Look it up. Look it up. Fantastic. Thanks. McChesney, who is your Alex Moran player of the week? Um, it's people that buy $200 worth of lottery tickets thinking that they actually have a shot in hell at actually like winning this thing. People who buy lottery tickets in general are just the worst people. I get it. It's a billion dollars. Ooh, let me just buy one ticket. Fine. Like whatever. But the people who buy this religiously have their own little like printouts and write out the numbers. It drives me insane. And then they like Mike Stowe says that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, was so, gonna say fuck you. Um <laughs> I mean I agree. You only you only need one to win. All right. You got you gotta be in it to win it, but you only need one. So, you know, yeah, we, we want to buy one. That's fine. The people who play this and walk in like, oh, so what's the big one tonight for, huh? Like, go fuck yourself. Like, I ought to stab you with a pencil. 
Yeah, didn't, no. didn't, didn't Caleb like already go on this rant like episode one or two? Well, yeah. that was about that was about people who buy scratch tickets. This one's about the people who buy okay. like the mega okay. millions in the Powerball. All right, all right. I hate the, I hate the crap. people that buy. I hate the people that buy scratch tickets and then sit there at the front of the line and scratch. Yeah. I had, do all the shit. Dude, dude, I had like, a person who was in my store me. for nine hours scratching lottery tickets. Nine hours. He Jesus was. He Christ. came at ten o'clock, and yeah. I wasn't even in yet. And he stayed basically until almost the end of my shift. And so I came much, in at like two. How much did he win? Nothing. <laughs> he had to want something. Nothing. Nine hours. He, he, he at had most got his money back. He at most got his money back, which he spent anyway. He didn't leave until there was no oh, cash so left. So he did win something. Okay. He won. He, his money he back. didn't sure. leave okay. until no, there was no cash something. left. He didn't win five hundred dollars. He didn't win two hundred dollars. He wasn't buying like. Ten dollar tickets, twenty dollar tickets. He was buying one dollar tickets, two dollar tickets. Nice. That is just this the is lowest of the I, low. These are the worst of people, and the lottery should be abolished. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, that I disagree with that. It, it put me through college, so yeah, it did for that. me too. <laughs> what? Good old South Carolina, there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, okay, so I am McChesney's fucking Alex Moran player of the week. I mean, this week I actually did, like, get all the numbers for the Mega Millions and run a shit ton of statistics on it. I didn't win um, because... Yeah, it goes to show how much effort yeah. you could put into it and, uh, how many, and how many not numbers? win. Did you get any numbers right? I I haven't checked. I just saw that someone in Illinois won the whole thing, and I was yeah. just depressed. I saw that, too. I was just going to throw my ticket away. Uh, Maybe you yeah. both won. You can split the pot. Yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping, you know, get the cool mill and then that'll be good. Um, yeah. All right, cool. Thanks. So I got I got like a runner up who I chose early on this week. And then I got my actual Alex Moran player of the week. So the runner up um, is the town of West Parley in England, uh, their city council in particular, uh, because they put public funds into planting marijuana plants into different flower beds across the town. Uh, this was discovered when some English folks were dropping off their little kids at school and they looked over and they're like, that plant looks like a weed plant and sure as shit it was. Um, and, and this apparently happened in multiple flower beds around uh, the entire town. So, you know, kudos to them, you know, just wanting to get high, I guess. Uh, but really, my true Alex Moran player of the week is the Pac-12 commissioner, George Klyovkov. It's fucking Russian names or whatever, you know, who called the Big 12 scared as his league explores expansion. It's like, dude, the Pac-12 right now is a fire sale. You That's should not. Not That's the NCAA equivalent of saying my dad can beat up your dad. <laughs> I know, right? And this is a commissioner of a league that's just going under. So good times. Good times. All right. This week's big loser is Caleb, just because you showed up late and you called me all out inadvertently. Showed up late. My internet was bad. Yeah, you just oh for oh for everything. And Cade, Cade was really trying to like, you know, give it up for me. Yeah, he was rough today too, but he was. So next week, I foresee cucumber Gatorades and a lot of chugging in your future. So yeah, be sure. The show. Yeah. yeah, buddy. It's going to be a chugathon. It's going to be great. Uh, but before we take off, definitely want to thank Jarrett Nagel, our special guest host today, for joining us. Nagel, any lasting thoughts from you? 
Uh, no, thanks for having me. Um, it's been a blast. Uh, you know, I'm welcome to be back anytime if you guys need someone. But uh, I think we should uh, take all these rankings here and get some points, figure out at the end of the season who won. You know, get some points to the rankings. So, yeah, I got them recorded on this thing. So, yeah. So, Chesney is the loser today, can have his punishment be that he has to go track every stat that we talked about today. No, no, I'd rather see him chug Gatorade. He might like the stats thing. So, <laughs> you know, we, we, we don't want to make it fun for anybody. So, all right. So, well, this is really just like, yeah, Caleb is such a nerd. He might like actually do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he was going to do it anyways. So, like, come on. Come on. All right. So, on behalf of all of us, Ryan Benner, Jeremy Phelps, Caleb McChesney, J.K. Wileman, our special guest star, Jarrett Nagel, and myself, Mike Stotes, we thank you for joining us for this week's rendition of Plaster Negotiations. And again, nothing we said was legally binding. Next week's episode will feature more topics, more adult beverages, and this week's big loser, Caleb McChesney, trying to do a lot better after choking on disgusting cucumber Gatorade. Have a great week. Remember, 21 means 21. Designated driver. Be good people, and we will see you next time.